not doing stuff up. We are now live and this is coming out. Royalty free music right there. Fights. Fights. By AGST. Yep. That's right. Brandon was playing that via his phone, but from YouTube. And we're here. This is the Founders Pod. Welcome, everyone. My name is Jordan Hansen. I get the captain's chair today. <laughs> Brandon, as you can see, hopefully you can see. Some can see. Here. Some can see. Those who prefer a visual aspect to our podcast. You can you see too. Brandon over on the couch today. Brandon is our special guest. But anyway, welcome, Matt. Yeah, I'm here. I'm your, I'm your co-pilot. Co-pilot. Steering this ship. That's right. So hopefully we don't run into ground. A vast. A vast. A vast hardies. <laughs> to the starboard port. <laughs> yeah. Those are different sides. Okay. Well, we're here with Brandon today. Brandon, welcome. Have you Are you familiar with this our show? Have you we are, listened to a few of the episodes? I've listened to a few of them. We're broadcasting from... United Commercial Insurance Studios. That's right. Big or small. We Brandon will service them all. <laughs> Big or small. Someone will do them Somebody. all. Somebody. Yeah. Somebody will. Someone. Somebody right. back in that office. Business right insurance. Business insurance. Homeowners. Um, ho nope. Not, uh, a, not, not that much. Not that, not, you not could. that much. You could. I could. You could. That's right. Sure. Sure. But maybe let's start with your business. How about, what about a boat? What if I had a boat for my business? What if I had a boating business? All day. All, All day, day, every day. All day. Okay. What do you All think is your favorite policy to write? Uh, commercial trucking, got to be, right? Commercial trucking is great. That's your bread and butter. That was the the, the We do a lot the of gig. those. Mm -hmm. The best policies are like commercial trucking that wants to stay in business for a long time. I like that. I like those guys. That's those are not always guys. the case. Not always the case. <laughs> yeah, they always start thinking, nah, uh, I'm going to be only on a couple months of this. <laughs> lessor's risk. Which is what? So if you own a building, you rent to people. Building, commercial, uh, and then rather than rental. So essentially you're the business. owner of the building and then you're you're renting it out to the tenants. You have an insurance policy that's a, what's called lesser's risk, the people that are, you're leasing to. Mm. And those are good ones because it's like somewhat inexpensive, but they're there for years. It's like landlord experience or a landlord. Landlord insurance. Yeah, except for it's commercial real estate instead of residential. Right. That's right. Right. I like those. Those are good policies because they don't change much. Right. It's business to business, typically. Love it. Yeah. Just in general, right? Love business it. to business is just a lot Better. more secure. and you know. Yeah. You know, they're, they're there during the day. They're motivated to get insurance. Yep. They need it to make money. Mm -hmm. They churn a lot less. They're going to. They churn a lot less for sure. Sometimes that's they price go, sensitive. Right. Right. Yeah. If it goes up by 50, you know, and like insurance traditionally goes up by the, the amount of inflation every year. Yeah. Just a standard, they actually index it based off of, okay, we look at last year, we they, see 3% or 12%. Is that? So they, they'll just say it should be going up around 3%. Yeah. Right. But if the inflation and in like trucking is higher, like the, for a while equipment was just off the roof expensive, like trucks and trailers, they were just, they were, they were appreciating in value, which is like the first time it's ever happened in the history of the world or whatever. Which and hurts so, policies. I say hurts oh, as it totally. increases them because and then if you have to replace it, the cost goes up as well. Right. Yeah. So you have to increase so that policy. People were buying, you know, trucks for fifty thousand and then the resale value was eighty or ninety. Yeah. That's just crazy. And so if they if they got into an accident, they would they would get fifty thousand, but then they'd need eighty to buy a new one. That's the same one. Yeah. It's no good. That's no good. That's tough. <laughs> That's a tough spot to be no in. No good, man. yeah. That's a tough spot. That could drive a lot of people out of business. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a good policy. Yeah, truck, trucks, good policies. Right. Yeah. United Commercial Insurance. That's right. 208. 229. 229. 8222. 8222. There you go. It was a call. Write it down. 
Give them a call. Get some cereal. Go to our website. Get some cereal, man. They have a nice website. Very yeah. nice. 289. I was going to say, I looked at it on the way because I mapped my way here. I always to see the best yeah. way. And I ended it when I got here and I was like 289 and it's like 4.8 or 4. 5. 8. Like, you, yeah. like it's, we say five, right? Because it's like, there's, you don't see any non-star. It's all star. All yeah. Star. Yeah. He's an all-star. Well, You're an all-star. There's no four, missing. I like 4.8. 5.0 is like, it's hey, that's a little not real. Fishy. You're right. Yeah, true. Fishy. You got to so have a little blemish. You have the the three people that have given us a one-star sacrificed that's right. for me. <laughs> they, the one-stars are so odd. It's like, you give them a quote, they never buy. Yeah. And then they'll put a one-star review and be like, I hated those guys. The policy sucked. You're like, you didn't even buy from us. Yeah. Like, what is that? Like, that didn't even work. You see those on Amazon too. You go look at the thing, and some of them are just like, I'm pissed because this package shipping yeah. or the whatever. The package was like, broken. I was like, wait, what does that do to the product? Uh, I don't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. So 289. 289. Actually, good. Honestly, our, our Google like stats on how many people look us up, it's in the thousands every month, which is pretty cool. You built that up. Yeah. Yeah. How how hard do you push reviews? Uh, every policy we sell. You say, hey, we'd appreciate it yeah. if you leave us a review. But you don't incentivize besides that email. No, it's just an email. No cereal for a review. No. Yeah. Would you would you consider that or do you feel like that's... Uh, I don't know. I mean, we're getting a good amount without it. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to spend yeah. cereal. I mean. Right. I mean, but then yeah. you could have a good motivation to have cereal as a business expense. Where you're just like, oh, we yeah. had the warehouse of cereal. Oh, dude, that many O's? <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> that <many> that's <laughs> a lot of O's. Get them by the pallet. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of food... There's a French fry down here. Yeah, we had some kids here in oh. the podcast room. They had some McDonald's going on in here. Whoa. Yeah. You let that happen? Uh, <laughs> didn't have control over it. No, Just, my wife took my oh. wife took my so kids these are your to McDonald's. Kids. No, my wife did yesterday. Oh. And you know what's funny about that? Have you seen the founder? Yeah, I love that. Oh no, I haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah. No, have you, you seen haven't it? seen it? Not tied to the founders pod, but the I movie, mean yeah. documentary. It's a good point. It's really, it, honestly, it's your kind of movie. For some I know, reason, I, I think should. about it. I, I think like, this is like really Matt's why? kind of movie. I don't know, but I think about it. And I Ray think, Kroc? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've heard about really it. Really good. What's funny is, so I don't like McDonald's. Sorry, don't. We're not we're not looking for McDonald's as a sponsor. That's, That's right. Okay. Sorry. So we don't like I'd, We'd take them though. I would. They had to convince us? I don't know. I How don't much know. money? Give us a pitch. <laughs> we'd, have pitch to, we, we'd have to be able to be honest and integrity. Oh, we yeah, we yeah. said, we don't like this, but they want to sponsor us. Okay. That's what we'd say. Balls in your court, McDonald's. Well, anyway. So I don't like McDonald's because of food. I, I, I'm not a big fast food guy. Right. <clears throat> but my wife, like, she's like, McDonald's is fine. It's great. Right. Kids love it. Kids love it. It's sugary, salty, all the stuff. They get the toys. Happy meal. Yeah. Then we watch the founder. And I, I guess I don't want to spoil it. I remember you I, telling me. Well, if a movie's been out 10 years, I think. Okay. Anyway. Like she was mad at She Ray was Kroc. really mad at Ray Kroc. And yeah. she's like, I hate McDonald's. And I was like, I don't mind it. I, I didn't don't mind, mind him. I didn't mind Ray Kroc. I, I thought he's just being maybe a little bit super aggressive, aggressive. classic 70s, 60s businessman right. that just steps on your throat to get what he wants. Right. But it's like, I hate him because of food. Didn't mind the business guy. My wife doesn't mind the food, hates the business guy. So we're both on the same step. Although she gave money to McDonald's yesterday. And you have still and proof. And you haven't, like, you you haven't just, spoken to her since. I was like, you just supported the guy you hate, Ray Kroc. That's right. Is he still alive? I don't think so. Who played him in that? I can't remember his name. He's um, really he's famous. Yeah, he was the Batman guy. My, it's, yeah, uh, it's Will Keaton. Keaton. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Is that his name? That's it. That's it. Okay. He was, he was great in it. I he thought was he was really, really good, good in the founder. Yeah. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah. Interesting story. It is interesting. Would have been would have been good to have him on the founders pod. 
Michael Keaton. Oh, <laughs> uh, sure. But Ray Kroc. Michael Keaton, also good in multiplicity, by the way. Anyway. I saw multiplicity. <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah. He was good. He was good in Spider-Man as um, Vulture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was really good. Yeah, you're right. Michael Keaton. Good, good actor. Have Michael Keaton on that. So when you were buying a McDonald's, <laughs> he's like, I'm actually not like, Ray Kroc. You know I was just the like, actor. Dude, you right? fooled us, man. You had you us going. Really good yeah. job, yeah. You look a lot like him. <laughs> you look a lot like him. Ray Kroc, he would have been a good one to get on. <laughs> yeah, he would have, okay. honestly. <laughs> what, is that? what is he laughing at? We're thinking about Michael, I Michael love Keaton. Jordan, when you get Jordan going, he will cry. And he's like, he's on the verge right now. He's wiping tears yeah, I away. Uh, from, I can't help we it. We need to it like send this to Michael Keaton. <laughs> oh, oh. I just picture Michael Keaton. <laughs> anyway. Hey, tell us about your Ray Kroc experience. Tell us about, tell when you, when you stepped on that McDonald's guys, yeah. How did that feel? Like, did that? Did you have guilt ever? Yeah. About did you ever like when you took your <laughs> hand? Like, I'm playing a part. He's like, I just yeah. was reading my lines. So you you don't care that you hurt them? <laughs> That's not a big deal, to you. <laughs> my wife uh, hates you. My, my wife hates you, by the way. Yeah. Hey, should we get to it, Jordan? Yeah, we should. Yes, we should. Sorry, um, distracted a little bit, but we are excited to have Brandon yes. on our show today. Brandon has only ever wanted to do one thing in his life, and that's been to be an employee. Of someone else <laughs> to yeah. work long hours and get a little pay, <laughs> a little compensation <laughs> for and one job. He's definitely a employee man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's me. Yeah. I think Brandon yeah. is one of the most unemployable people I know. Ooh. And I say that with kind words, um, because since the beginning, I say since the beginning. I see what jobs has Brandon had. Do you remember? I for sure remember. Hey, it, the, the the law. Well, let's go. Let's go. What's the earliest? Oh, earliest? We've known Brandon since first grade. First grade. He, he worked at Banbury Golf Club. Yeah, that's what I remember yep. too. He was a golf grounds crew. Grounds, grounds crew. Right. Groundskeeper. Yeah. That's right. Falling asleep on the was golf cart. That was early. That was Home Depot. No, but like, a, oh, didn't Home you fall asleep Depot. at Banbury too? No. I don't remember falling asleep. <laughs> it's likely that. Jobs where I, I fall asleep. Get, I didn't get fired for falling asleep. <laughs> at Home Depot. Oh, not no. at Banbury. Uh, at okay. Banbury, no. Banbury was just like the six oh, months after okay. I graduated. So Banbury, yeah. yep. you were a server, Cafe Ole, yep. uh, um, Home Depot. Home Depot, which is the one place you've been fired or is it yes. multiple? You've well, I got downsized. Oh yeah, at Albertsons, right? Yeah. But that was, Albertsons. was that an internship? That was an internship or that, that turned that, like, into? Internship that tur was turning into full-time As you graduated employment. college. Yeah, as I graduated college. But you were college. still working on your master's at that time. I hadn't started my master's. I was, I was finishing my undergrad. Yeah, so Albertsons, you were an, an out, an out Analyst there, right? You were yeah. Anal analysis. Analysis. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, so we got four. What else did you have in high school? I can't think of anything. Well, he worked for his dad. Uh, or where he was dad. employed, right? Okay. Yeah. You worked for your dad. Yeah. You I remember cleaned work. office. Yeah. I was Clean a office. sanitation engineer. Okay. Clean the, his dad's office. Uh, you're missing one. Um, in college. Oh, college. Well, we had the law firm. Did we count that? Is that? Oh, you haven't said that. The but cold yeah. calling. Yeah. But you're missing another one. That was Boise legal. That was the cold that was, calling. That was, that was cold the cold calling, calling one. Um, Tanner, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was my boss. Yeah. B Tanner. I worked for a uh, skiing snowboard shop. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Pedersen. Pedersen. Okay. I was the tech and then a sales guy there. So in high school, that. before you graduated, the only job you ever had was working for your dad? Yeah. I can't remember any. Yeah. Well, I did. It was like sports during the summer. Yeah. Oh, and the school year, right? The school year. Yeah. And so I just didn't. Didn't yeah. have much time. Yeah. And yeah. then I, and then my, the summer before my senior year, I broke my collarbone or I broke my arm 
And so I had a cast up to my, and so I just struggled to find like employment. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't, I was manual labor was like the only thing I was good right. at. And I had a one arm. So the best thing about Brandon's broken arm, I don't know if it's the best, but one thing I remember very vividly was with the bike jump, right? Because uh, we had yeah. a bike jump. Yeah. We, this was on video. This was so that, I, I'm like very, fr we have that video. We, we have still it. have that video. Yeah, it exists. I'm super. It's probably 380p. I, I really am upset I never got to go off the bike jump. You still could if you wanted. Would you do it it's, now? Is it, I don't know. The thing is I drive be. by that spot every day uh -huh. and they took it out. Yeah. Because we have to find the some other road. Point. But we did other places. We did into the pool originally, right? Yep. You so almost hit jump. your head, Jordan. I remember that. Yeah. Anyway, I'm okay. almost. Uh, I'm, I'm not quite. Look at me now. Yeah. We had we had this uh, we had this BMX bike. Yep. Little spray painted gold. We spray painted it gold, and then we made a jump. Golden boy. Yeah, we made a jump for it, and we throw it up on like next to ponds. And I had this I had this you know cast up to my shoulder. It was by Zamzos on Chinden. Yeah, and so we we were like, hey, we should we should. You know, at the time, you know, th how long is this? 20 years ago, 21 yeah, years ago. Yeah, we were ago. 18, 17, 18, so 20 and years. And so we're like, you could do whatever you wanted back then. And nobody, yeah. <laughs> it seemed like nobody cared. Nobody cared. So we just went to this random pond it was like by a, this business. It wasn't Zamzo's, but it was like Shady Franz Acres. Witty. No, it wasn't Shady Acres. It was up on Shinden. Shady no, Acres. No, it was on Shinden. The, the, the name of the greenery was Shady Acres. Oh, it was? Yeah. Okay. And then Zamzo's bought it. Okay. But then we just threw this, there was this like pond with a little inlet. Had an inlet, right. And it was yeah. high above it. Yeah. And the pond was way low. Yeah. But anyway, someone funny. went off. You, you had, it wasn't you going off. Well, Mark was doing bike retrieval, yeah. weren't you? Yeah, yeah I was exactly. trying to help him get it out. Right. So it, like someone, was it Dustin that went off? Mark. Mark, Mark and Dustin it. went off, but Mark missed the ramp twice. Yeah, twice. Yeah. So it was, they're taking the bike, right? And the idea is you ride and you go off the jump into the body of yeah. water. But someone like had lost the bike in the thing. Brandon's like, no. So he's down there in the pond getting his bike. <laughs> he's with like, his, ah, 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 his cast. Well, is, like freaking muddy the pond water. water is going to absorb into my cast. I got to sleep with that. <laughs> and right. so it's like. I just remember vividly the arms up and he's like grabbing the bike. <laughs> Oddly enough, I, I have was that there. video. We should post that. I on. was there. My wife was there. That's right. Jamie That's and true. Ashley were there. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. shout out to our friend Mark who went twice and couldn't hit the ramp either time. But he did it. Did right. what he I did mean, he tried he, he tried went, he went down. i don't even think i tried he went off yeah that's so, odd. yeah well anyway he tried but he missed the ramp twice and he I, lost the bike <laughs> so i was trying to help him up and then i got pulled in is what happened and i, I remember like, it wasn't like a super straight shot like you had to get speed but like anything it was it was questionable decision making of ours to do it in the first yeah. place but we, you got to do it yeah you got to do, do it, it. Yeah, I gotta find that video. I I can't believe I found you it. You sent me a video of your TV when you were watching. Yeah, it, and I've got it somewhere. It, it was that was like 15 years ago or 14 years ago or something like. No, it's probably it. 13 years ago that I found it. Oh, that you found it. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I gotta get this over to him. And this was kind of before it was easy to send video back mm -hmm. and forth. But right. Anyway, yeah. fond yeah. members of the cast. This is Brandon's. So he has had some jobs. He has been yeah. an employee. I yeah. have been an employee. In fact, but Private. the only real one. I would count would be the Albertsons one and working with your dad. And yeah. So really, cause it was like, otherwise you have like high school jobs, mm -hmm. Yeah. but we've had guests on that are like hardcore trying to do entrepreneurial stuff. Even when they're young, like I think of Tim Snooks notably, um, right. He's yeah. out there doing newspaper, all this other stuff. Yeah. Now during your youth, do you feel like you were financially motivated? Cause yeah. What do you think? I'm trying to think going back. So we had a weird growing, growing up because I was the, I was the youngest of five boys. Yep. And we had one of my brothers on. We had two of my brothers two on. Two of your brothers two. on. 
Sorry about the other ones. I yeah. Got those. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so they, well, we had one of my Wait, brother's we had wives. <laughs> yeah. So just Chris. Yeah. Yeah. One day, Chris. One day. Uh, one day. I've actually invited Chris to be on it. Really? Yeah. But he just started his dental practice early in Boise. Early, so. yeah, yeah. He's probably three or four years. Anyway, so, but I was the youngest of five. And as each son like moved out, my dad was more and more able to like provide stuff. I would say read wealthy. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. As you grow older, you have more wealth. Yeah. Kids and so like my oldest brothers had a, a much different childhood than I had. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to think, I mean, my dad was in the air force for a long time and moved out and really struggled to find his footing. And then he found his footing when I was younger. Yeah. He started drug testing. Yeah. He started a company. Minor and associates. And that was, he's got to be, you were in first grade. It was when you came yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. Shortly after you it was here. a couple, yeah, it was a couple of years after I moved in and mm -hmm. it was probably a year after I moved to Boise from the, from Pennsylvania. Right. And so we moved around, I was in the Philippines and then Pennsylvania. And then we moved to Boise. He had an opportunity. And so he moved here and then he was 38, almost 40 years old when he started that. And, uh, and so financially motivated, I, I didn't really, you know, I, I had a junkie car, like all my friends did. Um, I'm trying to think like there just wasn't much that I was, I needed I outside your car of what was pretty I had. Decent. It was probably better than yours. Yeah. <laughs> you the green Hornet or we, whatever. It Hornet. Was, yeah. It was a, uh, I had this Hyundai accent. We had, it was a Hyundai accent. We had this road Isuzu rodeo for a while and it oh, was yeah. just at the end of its life. I mean, but that was this, more Chris than you. Right? right. Well, well three, three, my, my dad had it and then two of my brothers oh, okay. and then I had it. And then, and then it just kept breaking down. So my dad's like, let's just go buy this used car. So we got this Isuzu, um, no Hyundai, Hyundai, accent. Hyundai accent, not a bad car. It was a good car. Yeah. Fine. It was yeah. like normal car. But right. so I'm just trying to think like, I never really, I, I, I'm trying to think of anything that my friends were doing that I wanted to do that, that I needed a lot of money for. Yeah. This know? is what I was going to, I, I think it's interesting to contrast uh, someone like Tim Snooks, right. And his parents were more humble. He said, he said he didn't have a lot of money yeah. growing up. Now I think you had more, but I don't think it was just the fact that your parents had more wealth when you were growing up as it, you seemed like you lived in the moment. Like it was more like you were there to live then. You weren't really worried about yeah. money. Um, I think there's some translation of that that comes to you in adult. Absolutely. But I don't remember you as, but I, it's not like I, I don't know. We didn't think about this very much in high school, whether you were going to be an entrepreneur or not. It was more like we were just playing. Yeah. You know, my, so if I would have had to buy my own car, I would have had to get a job. Right. Um, but I didn't. So I, that was all I needed. And then gas was super cheap at the time, you know, like $5 would give you five gallons. Right. And you can go pretty far, <laughs> five, you know, and you didn't even have to pay before you pump, you would pump and then you'd walk in and pay. And so gas wasn't that bad and, and things were relatively inexpensive and, and there wasn't a lot of, um, most of the stuff we did was physical fun, right? It right. wasn't like now you go to top golf or move or, or a lot more paid entertainment. And so I guess I just didn't really need a ton of money. And so I wasn't, I was, I was very much like, let's just have fun with friends and go do whatever we went and did. Yeah. I don't, but I'm not even saying it's a, yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing. No. I, I think it's just more like, yeah, you were in the moment yeah. living there and didn't worry about, you didn't seem stressed about financial things and no. it's different. And I'd say you were in Tim Snooks are both very strong entrepreneurs, but very different in that yeah. aspect. Yeah. I, I think it was more just like a creative itch that needed to be scratched and just like, yeah. Hey, I can do this. So why not? Let's yeah. go do it rather than, man, I got to make some money. I don't, I don't think the 
money was the primary driving force behind it. It was just like, Hey, we can do this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. And, and like, I think more often than not, you were the one, like your house was usually the house to go to. Cause you're just like, let's do it. Let's have yeah. people over. Right. And it wasn't always, it wasn't like stressful or put a lot of thought. It was like, let's just go do it. Yeah. Let's just have fun. Yeah. You're, you're still like that. I would say Brandon's still very much. No, like I'm that. very, very extroverted. Very, I, I, I really like, I think companionship, like friends. Mm -hmm. Like I like having a network of, of close friends. That's really important to me. That's always been important to me. Um, and so, yeah, that was all like, I, I need friends, like <laughs> feel like I did stuff, you know? And so I was always calling and that was just like inner drive. That was probably more, more of a drive than anything. But I, I do remember my senior year, like, oh man, I don't know. I, I would, I would talk to people like, you know, Mark Peterson, but I knew, and he has this big auto dealership and, and his son's a really good guy and Brady that runs it. But I was always like, man, how do I, how, how am I going to provide for myself? Like, what am I going to do? You're starting to think about the future. Yeah. But I, it, it was something I was worried about. Like, man, what am I going to do to, to make sure I'm, I'm doing, I'm going to do okay. Yeah. And I'm curious what, as you thought about those things, cause I don't think we talked about, I don't ever remember talking about the future like that with you or really with no. pretty much any of us. We didn't. Yeah. I would talk about it. So, so at the time my church leader owned a, a large construction company, Brighton homes, which is like probably the largest construction company, home builder, maybe residential man, maybe yeah. mm -hmm. certainly well-known. Well-known. And I would talk to him about it a lot. And I would talk to some of the leaders that I knew in that church because I, I, I respected them as far. And so I talked to them about it because it interested me. I don't know that I'd talk about it a lot with my friends just because, I don't know. Because I would just say dumb stuff. Yeah, like what you. would you, Matt would just name some <laughs> random person in, in a movie or whatever. I'm like, okay, that didn't get me very far. Yeah. But I, I remember specifically talking and thinking about that my senior year quite a bit. But I would just talk to older people about it. Yeah. And um, I, 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 I say all this, I don't think you were not thinking about it. It's just, we didn't yeah. talk about it. We didn't much. talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, uh, what did, I mean, do you remember when you were in high school, senior year, any ideas, like things like, Oh, I want to do this. I want to do no, this. Yeah. No, my dad, my dad always said, Hey, you should own your own business. So that always was in your mind. Yeah. yeah. Always said that. And I was like, okay, that's my, that's my future. Okay. So you had already planned that you yeah. had thought that somehow I'm going to earn. earn. Yeah. And you, so that was easy to accept. You didn't fight. Against I never it. questioned. You're no. just like, okay. No, I never questioned that. And I, and you know, I struggled it. There, there were some jobs I really struggled with like Banbury. I don't know. I just felt like I was like, I was more, <laughs> I felt like I was more, uh, I was worth more than they were treating me. Although I wasn't, I really wasn't. I wasn't the best worker. I wasn't the most ambitious, but I was like, I, I'm, I'm better than how they're treating me. Sure. Even though I wasn't like in real, in reality, I wasn't. I mean, you can and see so, from third, from outside perspective, you can see how anyone would think that, sure. but inside you're like, I know what I'm capable of. The fact yeah. is, is like, you're not motivated by Banbury. Yeah. So there, so anyway, then I, then I went on my mission, I came back and I'm trying to think, oh, when I came back, my dad's like, Hey, you should, you should, instead of getting a job, you should do your own thing. And here's some ideas. And here's one idea I think you should do. It's like a mosquito abatement company because mosquitoes are bad. And you know, I yeah, had these machines. Yeah, like when like West Nile was starting to become yeah, a scary West thing. West Nile and, was out. That's yeah. true. That's true. And, and, and he had, he had experimented a few things with mosquitoes cause he'd always gotten them bad. And my dad, he would have, 
he would have dropped a mosquito bomb on the entire earth and killed every animal in the world to get rid of mosquitoes. Like he was that. Yeah, it could have been your dad, but the like Oppenheimer, but mosquito version. Yeah. That's right. right. And so he, and so he's like, Hey, look, there's this, there's these mosquito sprays that I think are pretty effective. You should just, you should start your own mosquito abatement company. Okay. Yeah. I'll try it. That was business number one. That was business number one coming home from it. That was like a summer after my, after coming A1, home. what was that? A1 okay. Mosquito? Uh, yeah, A1 Mosquito Control or something. Did and it you, was, how did you pick the name A1? Uh, the phone book. Phone so book. it really was. Okay. I was phone wondering if you had thought even about that. we weren't even in the phone book. <laughs> <laughs> that you knew of. I mean, maybe you could. A1. Have. It was either A1 or AAA. It was going to be one of those. Yeah, at symbol if you're really clever, you know. <laughs> Would that have done it? At, that at goes above. If you sort alphabetically, the at symbol is like. I wasn't that robot. clever. I don't, I don't even that. think I knew what an at symbol was. I probably knew with an email yeah, address. Yeah, we had emails, I but I don't know if they put that in the phone book. I don't know if they would have let it. Okay, so you start A1 Mosquito Control. Yeah. What do you do to get I started got, with it? Like, so, how do you get sales? Like, are you super pumped about doing that? Yeah, I had to get my, I had to get my spraying license. So I had to study and take a test. So I got licensed to apply. So the state of Idaho says, hey, yeah, there's you're a allowed to, now just for mosquito <clears throat> abatement or any kind of spraying? No, it's any time. So if you're selling or even applying, I don't know which one, you have to get licensed Yeah, in that state. And it was, it's to talk about, you know, different types of pesticides and like the yeah, spray sure and the down the drift and all that stuff. Yeah. And so I got that. And then I called a few pesticide companies. And said, hey, do you have any mosquito abatement stuff? And one guy is like, you should, yeah, totally. We have, like, a as really in we have extra stuff. You can buy it from us. Yeah. Or? He's like, oh, we'll sell them to you. Yeah. And something that we, a product that we think works. And so. Oh, so it's like wholesale. You're buying from them. Yeah. So then you're going to go. Yeah. And so then I would, I had this. Weren't you competing with them? No, they would sell to all the. Okay. They weren't, they weren't going out companies. to house to house. They yeah. were, gotcha. Yeah. So. And it was this company in Caldwell and, and he was a really nice guy and he kind of helped me get start, set up. And then I had this really dumb application set up where it was, uh, my dad's John Deere mower on a dolly <laughs> that was the dolly was being towed behind it. And on the dolly was this tank, like kind of small tank. Yeah, so you yeah, drive yeah. around people's yard like on the John Deere mower on the John Deere pulling mower, the tank, towing that it's like a trailer, right? You have a, a trailer at yeah. the end of the, yeah. So it was really stupid in these small yards. I couldn't, you could barely use it. Uh, could barely get yeah, around. You're huge, right? You got you have a yeah. lawnmower. You have to with, have a large. Yeah. So anyway, the guy, and the idea is that you sell house, house to house, right? So yeah, I just went house to house and I had a, a flyer and I was like, Hey, we do mosquito abatement and the, you know, 80 bucks, whatever it was. And you know, one in every few homes would buy it. And then one I would, three? and your you friends, every that? few homes, it was probably one, one in 10 or 12 or whatever. Yeah. Which is not bad really. It wasn't too bad. 10%. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't that expensive and you know, they probably shouldn't have ever bought it. I mean, I don't think it was, a, I don't know that it ever worked really with that well, but anyway, the guy showed up to the, the guy in Caldwell, he's like, Hey, I'll come out and just kind of help you. They're your first application. So he sees me roll up with this dog. <laughs> like, he's like, why, you know, kind of redneck setup. Like, and he's oh, like, boy. bro, you dude, you can't do that. Like <laughs> you're not going to make it. He's like, we need to get you set up with something. So we had to sell a few, few more applications. And we went and we bought this somewhat large tank with an agitator, which is really good. And then a really long hose. Uh, I see. So you'd leave it in your truck then. Yeah. So you drag the hose around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and the, you had a like a, a professional wand kind of to mm -hmm. applicate. And so that ended up working out pretty well. Um, and then I recruited some friends. Dr. Kuntz? Dr. Yeah, Nick came. I don't know if actually Nick was part of it. I know Mark I thought was. he was involved. Maybe it was Mark. I don't know. Yeah, Mark was involved at one point. And it's never really, you know, Nick was involved for a little bit. But he was actually studying for the for the MCAT. Mm -hmm. So he he stopped after a little bit. And then Mark came. And uh, we kind of, it never really worked that well. I would have made a lot more money doing another job. But I think it was, I think it was beneficial. I think I'm you glad like, I, I mean, didn't do it. Did you hate it when you were in there? Yeah, you did. I did. You felt like, oh, I don't like what this. What part of it? Going door to door or? Uh, door to door wasn't bad. The I didn't like the applying a chemical. That and I didn't. Achy. Morally yeah. felt kind of wrong. No, I didn't feel morally wrong. It's like, am I? Is my health okay? Like I didn't look at. I'm very much like ready, fire, aim. Like and and that's not great for some of those things. You know, like was that good for somebody's health or my health or did it work? You know, I'd go right next to the river on some of these places. You're like, I've got a bunch of extra. I'll just dump it just in. Dump it in. <laughs> you know? So you but, feel uncomfortable. It kind of stressful. For it's you. like, yeah, like, does it work? Right. You know? And then and then I talked to another uh, pest control guy. His Ben Tanner. He's like, dude, you can't even, you can't guarantee they're not going to have mosquitoes. Yeah. Yeah. It might help a little bit, right? It, and that's only yeah. like if they get nests there, right? Yeah. You're killing the nests that are there. Killing the the eggs. Mm -hmm. And then if they if mosquitoes land on it, they'll die and, and stuff. That was the idea. Right. But again, they could fly from... Two houses over. Yeah. And, yeah. So, you know, I, I had a few customers and then even one customer in, in Eagle, he's, he kept calling me after, after school started yeah. and I, I was done. He's like, Hey, come, come do this. I'm like, bro, just here's all the stuff. Wait. So you had already done it. I, I did it for a summer and then I'm like, I'm done. Well, you did it for this guy. I, he was one of my best customers. Oh, so you could come regularly. I, and he'd pay me like 80 bucks, you know? And then, and then I was like, I'm done. I'm done with it. One lady, one lady's like, Hey, can you get all the hornets off my roof? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'll do that. So I went to the guy and you are crazy. it was stupid. That was dumb. And I went to the guy and called him like, you have any hornet stuff? He's like, bro, I got, and he had this really tall bottle. I feel like he's like, open up a trench coat. <laughs> what do you need? He had good stuff. And he had this tall bottle of like, pure. In its form. Spray. Yeah. He would have cut it with. Cut yeah. It. yeah. And I was like, is this laced with anything? He's like, don't ask. But he had, but it was like this super tall bottle and it would shoot like 20 feet. Yeah. And so the lady's like, oh, my roof, I have really bad hornets. And so I climbed up there with the ladder and it was two stories, really steep roof. And the, it was a wood shingle roof. And so, and I, and you look up there and all the wood starts curling up and then it's like, moist for from the from the rain and then the the heat it's like a perfect hiding space so i get up there and you see like 30 wasps oh boy. right every shingle or whatever they're all There's so many yeah. and i was like dude i can't and like, so i'm just like roof i'm just lady. like spew, you know pewing these guys yeah. like crazy pew, pew. yeah and then i couldn't get i couldn't get around the roof very well and it's I'm like, like you I'm, step on one it's like Oh, dude, I, they were, they were all over the place and you know, that sucked bad. And so I get down and I'm like, I'm never coming back. And like, I'm never coming <laughs> she's back. She's like, Hey, can you water my plants too? And she's like, did you get them? Like, I, I hope, I think uh, yeah. no guarantees. <laughs> I would suggest you need to burn that roof. Suggest moving. <laughs> yeah. You need to burn that roof. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm never getting a wood shingle roof ever. Yeah. Again. yeah. Huh. So, so you did it for a summer. I did it for a summer, but not that and great. And then shut it down. Yeah, I didn't love that one. And then the next What'd you summer, do with the truck and tank and stuff? Yeah. The tank, I that customer. You still got it. The main oh, guy. Yeah, the one you gave it. I was like, 
he's like, come spray this. I'm like, here, take my stuff. <laughs> just take it. I don't want it. My dad doesn't want it in his garage. Just take it. And he's like, okay. And we never spoke again. <laughs> Best relationship. Yeah, that was, that was actually, he was a good guy too. Cause he's like, you know, you should, you should get it. He worked for IBM. He's like, you should be a programmer. They pay like 80,000 coming out of college. I was like, that's not a bad idea. So he'd come and talk to me as I was spraying. He's a really nice guy. Worked from home. Kind of those weird guys that work from home programming. Back then. I mean, back then. <laughs> that, that was a long time ago. That, that was 2006. That was not common back in, yeah. 2000, that may have been 2005. That's almost 20 mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. Then. Yeah, not common at all back then. Yeah, but he was doing really well. Had a really nice house. Bought my bought my business, essentially. <laughs> did he actually pay? How much did you sell him? He, he the paid cost? me like 200 bucks. Okay. Did you lose money on the equipment? No, because, you know, we used it for summer. Yeah. I think the equipment cost 500 bucks, but I just, you know, you used, used it and, and gave it just him, gave yeah. them to him and told him how to use it. And he yeah. was fine with it and ended up working out. How much out, did your dad help you with that one? None. None. He was just like, you should do this. Well, he gave like, me the John Deere. I could use the John Deere tractor, but then I dumped He that. didn't do any calls though. He didn't. Like, no. Uh-uh. Yeah. No, he just kind of. You were not business partners. No. Uh-uh. And that was a, that was a good. Did you pay your taxes? Hard to say. Uh, no, I mean, you're past the statute of limitations. Am I? No, I didn't. No, pay just a kidding. If you don't file your tax return, there is no statute. Oh yeah, totally. I yeah, I think you know it's hard to say. <laughs> I don't know say. how much money I made. I mean, honestly, I probably made like they'll assume a couple thousand dollars. Just, yeah, and that, I mean that's after paying your employees. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. So you learned. What did you learn from that business? Yeah, I didn't like it. Okay. Sure. I learned that I didn't like that. Um, I'm trying to think. Was it mainly I, the health thing that, or was it? You know, I just hate. I just didn't like that. You know, it's it, it was it was a crappy thing. It was a ton of work. It was like you're out there selling door to door, and I wasn't getting paid that much. And all these guys were doing door to door sales. We're getting actually paid quite a bit, right? And I'm I'm decent at sales, but I always I never really wanted to do the door to door sales thing anymore. I did it on my church mission for forever. I did it every day, mm-hmm. so I was kind of tired of it. Um, but you know, you learn like there's things I did where I would, I would sell, I just like make up a price. Yeah. And, and then you'd learn after a while, you're like, Oh, I lost money on that. And you're like, Oh, maybe I should like sit down and write down like how much it costs. And then, so I, you know, you learn those dumb lessons that end up being important later on where like you need to make money and like profitability. Yeah. And you need to price stuff out to make money and you need to sell at a certain price. And that's important. But that's a big Um, lesson. That's a great lesson. Yeah. And it was quick. I learned it quick, you know, so many people run into that, you know, where it's like we're selling and then it's like, Oh crap. We're losing money. Yeah. Yeah. We're losing money because you're excited about selling and you don't do the work to, I think about the office. Remember when they got Michael Scott paper company Yeah, and they go to the accountant and he's like, well, you will, (laughs) You're kinda, like, you're running yourself out of business. Yeah. He's like, can you crunch the numbers again? <laughs> crunch. Yeah. That's how he did. He just well, Michael's like, just crunch him again. He's like, crunch. crunch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's a problem that's more common than you think. Yeah. Yeah. To me, but, I, and my background's in accounting, you know, my degree's in accounting. Yeah. And that's, that to me seems weird, right? When I'm like, how do you not know if you're profitable? But you're right. I think it happens a lot more. Yeah. I mean, it was, I, I, I don't know that I'd done any schooling at that point. Yeah. I, and yeah. it makes sense. Why would you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. My dad one day came down. He's like, Hey, you need to, I was, I was sleeping till like eight. He's like, you, you should be up and going. Like I'm like, okay, I'll go up. And then I like got just, just drove to some neighborhood and started knocking doors. I'm like, what am I doing? I hate this. Like, yeah. this is stupid. And so, you know, anyway, now that, that was, it was a good experience. It was good. I think everybody should have experience where they, 
they do something like that and they're kind of on their own and they need to figure it out and they don't have a blueprint. And I, and I'm comfortable in that scenario. Like I'm super comfortable, not, not knowing how to do like building the plane as it flies type of deal. Yeah. And I feel like this is a contribution to helping you on your way. Right. Yeah. And that's a small price to yeah. pay on it. So you made sure. some money. It sucked a little bit, but it's a few months. Yeah. And you know, sometimes I think if I didn't do that, I would have gotten a job and I would have had more experience working somewhere else. I don't know. You know, to me, it seems like, you know, you never really know. You can't really look yeah. back and see what would happen otherwise, but it yeah. seems like learning just even that accounting part, right? Yeah. Like, oh, how can I do this math of profitability? Yep. And then the, the next summer I did a, a wakeboard lessons business. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Me and Travis Tingy, who's an orthodontist now. Mm-hmm. Gave like three his lessons. Father's in my, yeah. His father's in my, goes to church with me. Does he? Yeah. 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 We, um, we had a boat that had a slip up at like Lucky Peak. And I was like, dude, I bet you there's a bunch of moms with kids that if we just passed out flyers and went door to door again. So we did that and just, that never really worked out at all. But I had, that was cool. Cause I called one of the reps for a wakeboard company and I was like, Hey, can I, I'm, I'm doing this wakeboard school. Can I buy some of your stuff? And he's like, yeah, I'll give you wholesale price for it. So, so like, I sweet. bought like eight wakeboards for the oh. price of like three. And why did you buy yeah. eight? That's a lot. Well, I bought a couple kids ones. Yeah, different sizes. I bought a woman's and a male, and then I bought a, a super nice one for me. And then Travis bought one for him. So we got like yeah. really, really nice stuff that was probably seven or eight hundred dollars, but we got for like two hundred and fifty or something. Oof. I mean, the markup was huge. Yeah. And so I bought a bunch and then um and then I ended up selling them with the the business now that business never worked out. But I, I ended up selling them. You said them. you did like three lessons? Yeah, I didn't do very many. And I and I canvassed a number of really wealthy neighborhoods. So looking I, back, how do you think you could have done that business better now? If you look back at that, like what was wrong? I don't know. I think, I don't know. I don't know. How much I, was it? 60 bucks a lesson? Yeah. 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 And then they have to get up there. It's a problem, right? They have, they have to get up there. And, and, you know, I probably should have advertised up at the lake more. Yeah. You know, people going up and be like, Hey, let me teach your kids how to get up. Let me teach your kids how to do just cross the wake. Let me teach them how to just jump a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you know, the, the lessons I did, it was, it was, it was hard to even to get the kids out of the boat. You know, when you take your kids up and they're always afraid and I never, I never envisioned that would be a problem. I always envisioned yeah, that they wouldn't know, catch it. They wouldn't learn it very well, but not from lack of effort. It was just lack of wanting to getting out yeah, there. Yeah. So we had to like, we had to really take a ton of time just to get them in the water, you know? And then like Travis and I were, you know, so it was, it would have been really fun. And it was something I wanted to get paid to do something that I liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to go back, <clears throat> excuse me, to, I think one thing that's important that we can learn from Brandon. So all of our listeners can take notes on this, but it's, it seems like you have never been afraid to reach out and to just find out. Yeah. Right. Like you said, you called the wakeboard company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You reached out to the, your guy in Caldwell. Yeah. And I think, I, I know from my experience, there's always a little bit of fear like, what if they say no? What if they laugh at me? What if they're like, why are you calling me? Right. And you, as far as I can see, you never experienced that. You're just like, why does it hurt? And I think there's a lot of value in doing that of just not, you know, being afraid of those things is like, what's the worst that could happen? We're on a phone. And that's a skill for me that took a while to learn. But I think that's, you know, you've shown that to where, you don't know until you try and why not try? 
Yeah. And I like, you know, you put it, you put it differently. I think my mindset is I'm so confident in the idea. I think everybody has the same confidence level. Yeah, right. idea. And it's so, and it's irrational to think that way. Cause I call, I'll call and be like, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. That's exciting for you. Right? Like you should be happy for me. And then they'll be like, well, that's not a good deal for him. I'm like, well, you're dumb. <laughs> you're the one that's an idiot. And I don't, and I probably, I never really get mad that way, but it's like, I'm just so confident in it. Cause I can, t- I can sell myself really quickly. <laughs> like I'm an easy sell for me, I think. And so dude, what was that? <laughs> you got- <laughs> probably something dumb, bro. No, no, this is great. <clears throat> this is when we're in the office back here and you called somebody in Vegas and you're like, I'm a bit of a no, local celebrity. It was uh, Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> what you called Hell's Kitchen? Well, yeah. We, we, oh, yeah, yeah, the I idea see. was, I've always wanted to do this, where it was like, on a Friday, say, hey, to my wife, hey, we're going on a date. And then drive to the airport and get on a plane. And her not know. Yeah. And so the idea was, there was this Keith Urban concert in Las Vegas. I'm just going to, it was a two-night stay. And I'm just going to drive her there. And I, and I, and I, I worked it out with a buddy that he would, he like needs to borrow my car. So he just drives us. We drive to the airport. We get out. I pack for her. We just get on a plane and we fly down there. Well, one thing we wanted to do was eat at one, eat at hell's kitchen with Gordon Ramsay, which by the way, I saw Gordon Ramsay took a picture of him in Vegas, not a hell's kitchen, not a hell's kitchen. Did you? I saw, I took a picture of him. Okay. Um, we exchanged numbers. We hung out, but anyway, we're calling hell's kitchen. They're like, Hey, we're booked for months. And I'm like, well, hey, I'm I'm kind of a kind of a celebrity. Like a regional. And they're like, oh, let me transfer you to the manager. <laughs> and they transfer the manager, like, what's your name? And and my buddy was trying to Google a name. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of a municipal celebrity <laughs> oh boy. in the area. And they're like, well, okay, I mean, what's your name? I'm like, well, Brandon, like something is my stage name. And they're like, okay, cool. We'll have to like pass it by some people. And I was like, okay, wait, can we just get on the books and then you can call me back to cancel? And it just, that didn't work out. Yeah. Well, I think I if you would add a little more, you know, go in there with some conviction. Hey, I don't oh, know. I was confident. I was super confident. No, yeah, yeah. I, the confidence wasn't the deal. It was like the substance didn't end up working it. out. I yeah. Said, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you say, hey, well, have you heard our, we're from the founders, bud. No, I didn't I, exist to, I know, I know. I yeah. Saying, yeah. I should just Google me. Yeah, <laughs> Google me. I mean, we have over 50 episodes. Yeah. 16, no, that yeah. was, uh, that, the people that were sitting there listening, they're like, I can't believe he's that dumb to do this. And I was like, yeah, I'm doing that. Like municipal <laughs> celebrity? Municipal, is that I'm more of a municipal. <laughs> I mean, if like really local. Like what is it? What street is, number. What is a municipal? <laughs> what is even a municipality? I don't even know what that is. Like, like what's a, a county yeah. or a city? As a municipal is like a city. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure that I am that. Just keep, you gotta keep zooming down. <laughs> Leave a comment. Is yeah. Brandon a municipal? I don't know that I am a municipal. So I guess in the city that there's I am, there's several people that know you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess if that's the qualification, yeah. How I many guess I'm a D list celebrity in my city <laughs> though. <laughs> a C or a D. Yeah, I'd say e. C at least. All right. Yeah. Okay. They should have said that. Yeah. I'm They're like, C-er. what type of celebrity? I'm a C list. You should have been like Eagle high class of 2002. Like, what else do I need to say? <laughs> State champs. Like, you, you and 500 other people. Well, <laughs> State champ. Yeah. So anyway, you're saying the ability to call. Yeah. I call on anything. And that's something yeah. he's just like, yeah, yeah why not? But just you call. have that. You, you could do that. Too, I feel right? like I call whatever. Yeah, you right? could do that. I'm not too worried yeah. about calling, but I don't know that I always had it, but I have had it for a 
right. a while. So it's take a, off permission. It, yeah. You shouldn't be afraid to call somebody. And most ask, of the time, they're yeah, kind of really. Most of them, they're always super helpful. Yeah, totally. Like if you're nice, they're normally super nice too. Like I'll just call random counties and be like, "Hey, I need your data." And they're like, sure. Yeah. I mean, how can What's I help you? Them? And yeah. they're like, all right. Whatever. Well, and that ended up playing a big factor when I did this insurance thing. Yeah. And, um, but another, another job I actually do want to talk about is the, uh, mobile car, mobile wash. car wash. Mobile yeah. car wash. That was sweet. Most notable college job. That was probably my mm -hmm. biggest success prior to, you see to insurance. Mobile and car wash. the mobile car wash was an interesting story because I, I was hanging out and I had a buddy, Nick Cunnington who does insurance now too. And he's like, Hey, I want to buy this business. That's a mobile car wash. And, and he's like, do you want to, you run it? I'll buy it. Why did he want to buy it? You know, he wanted to diversify. Like he and knew it was, someone that owned it and it was selling it or something. He, I don't know how he came across the listing, but that guy was selling it. Okay. And, um, and I still know the guy that sold it, he's done, I guess, pretty well for himself that since then. Um, but we, we went and met with him, and he had, he's like, the biggest thing was he had some equipment and a, a customer list and that's what we bought. And it was like 4,500 bucks. And I think his dad, Nick's dad fronted the money and then it didn't work out like we thought because we were charging like $25 for wash and it took us a long time to wash. And so we were only and making, you say we, it was like you and at least I, one other, you had I, Dustin. Yeah. I recruited a friend and so it was me and Dustin and we were doing, we tried to do five or six a day. And this was in between classes and after we're after school and stuff. And so yeah, 25 we did, bucks and that doesn't work out. Right. Yeah. Of driving, right. To drive over there. It probably takes at least 45 minutes. It was good. It, it was good for us. It wasn't good for Nick because we didn't, we couldn't afford paying Nick anything. Yeah. He, the salary was took it, took it all. Yeah. And so he was like, Hey, can I, can I get some money from this? I'm like, bro, there's, there's really nothing in the account. Like we, we buy supplies, we pay ourselves. And so then, so then his dad's like, Hey, I, you need to pay me back. And then my dad came in and said, okay, I'll buy him out. And then you just pay me back when, when you can. Right. So my dad did that. And so it was me that owned it and started running it. But Were you stressed during that time? I was stressed. I didn't want to, I didn't want to have a bad relationship with my friend. Yeah. And I, and I, the deal, the time at the time it tran transferred, I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm sorry. This didn't work out. And he's like, no, no hard feelings. It was, it got was his money back. It's like, yeah, yeah. He, he didn't lose any money, but he kind of transacted the deal. At one point there was a time where a guy tried to buy it from us for like 18,000 and Nick's like, okay, I can make some money on that. And then he, he went away. That guy did. Yeah. Oh, so that it, it never materialized. Yeah. If he would have pushed, Nick would have sold. We, we, he would have made some money on the sale that way. Now, would you have, I mean, you got a business too then at that sold? Yeah. If it, Cause he wanted to buy and take and over. Operate. And yeah. and this was before the crash of 09. Yeah, it's probably what six, seven. Yeah. Seven, yeah, and and Nick was, I think he just bought a house and he was looking for some extra income, and um, and it just didn't work out for that. Like it, he he needed to be running it to make money on it. Right. It was just it wasn't. And so, but when I when I had it and it was kind of free of that debt, um, we did like pretty your well. Dad purchased it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did pretty well, and we went around and and at the time it was like mortgage loan officers were booming and real estate people were booming and the economy was in general, it was really growing quite a bit. And we'd show up at an office building and we'd just say, Hey, we're here to wash cars and people just throw their keys at us, you know, and then they'd pay us with a check or a card or whatever. And I, and it was super successful for, for a college age kid mm -hmm. that was going around meeting a bunch of business people trying to get the idea of how to do it. And you'd go to construction companies and it was an easy sell and you'd go back, it was repeat business. And then, so we'd show up at some, some companies and they were big enough to 
once a week we had an appointment and they'd have seven or eight cars just lined up for us. We just wash them all. Yeah. 25 and, bucks uh, a car. That's it'd be, it's like 25 to 50 depending on the package that they bought. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it was really great. Yeah. And then, uh, Dustin, he, he got into football coaching. So I recruited another buddy of mine that, you know, was here for the summer and, you know, for him, he made some good money, Mark, because oh, is it Mark? Ma yeah. Mark, Mark Moss did it. Yeah. Cause okay. he, he made some pretty good money cause it was, it was, uh, all day and it was flexible to him. And we were, we were doing, we were, we had, we maintained our own schedules. We listened about Boise state football on the radio the whole time. And it was just like a good time. Yeah. And then school started again and I couldn't keep it up. And then that same guy that tried to buy it earlier came back and was like, I'll buy it. And so he ended up buying it for double what I, you know, we ended up paying for it. And then the market crashed. <laughs> so I don't know how, I don't know if he kept doing it. Probably did, it probably did. It probably didn't do as well once the market crashed. No. And he, he was a guy that moved from California, he had a ton of equity that he had just cashed out in California. And mm -hmm. so he, I don't think he lost a ton of money on it. Yeah. But like he's fine. He also didn't like put a lot of time into I'm it. I'm just saying from your it. point of view, that was a good time to sell. It was incredible. I got really lucky on the timing there. And because I didn't, I didn't think it was a, it was really difficult to wash during the winter. Like the water would freeze on the cars. It'd be less fun. Yeah. And probably less people. Wanted. Cause we did it. We started in January mm -hmm. and it was freezing and it was, you know, you couldn't keep the water warm and it was the soap was trying to keep it. It was, it was really tough. You know, it was really, really cold. And so I didn't want to do it during the, and then my focus was just get through school. And so that was really successful. And that one was probably my best business at the time I'd done like three businesses in like three years. Yeah. Every summer, baby. Yeah. It's like, what's the Keep business? Going. Yeah. You That's know? Right. And so, and so then I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm ready to get into the business world. And so I was getting pretty close to graduating. I think. Were you sick of the, I mean, I mean, because it, you were planning on leaving to get a job. It was a lot. It's a lot of work to open and close a business. Yeah. A lot of mental work. That's a lot a of work, of, yeah. a lot of effort and it's, it takes a ton. And so I'm like, I just, I could get paid the same getting employed. <laughs> yes. Easy. And that's the easy route. Yeah. Obvious, right? That's yeah. the obviously the hugest attraction. Yeah. And you think about, I mean, most of the money in businesses I think is made in the long term. Sure. Not, I mean, not, not most, the start. pretty much yeah. always. Right. Unless you, it's a rare exception when it's like you have six months and you go crazy. Yeah. Maybe investing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it could yeah, go the other way too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 But so, certainly it's made in the years, not the months. Yeah. And and you're just doing each one of these is just for months, but that's kind of how yeah. it was. Cause you had a summer, you focused on school during. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a good experience. And then I, I think I got the job at, at Cafe Olay. Mm -hmm. Was that when you got it? You didn't do it during, I thought you had it during previous. Was I got the during school, right? Yeah. I, during I, during school. School. I, I did Cafe Olay and I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed being a server really outgoing that way. The hours are tough, right? You're working every night. Yeah. And that's kind of Weekends, sucky. that sucks for you because again, yeah. you're a social guy and yeah. Friday, out on Friday and Saturday night you're working. You know what? At the time I remember Jordan, Jordan had like a super successful job. It was easy. I got lucky. Eagle blue. Uh, Eagle blue. Eagle blue. And, Fond and I was memories like, there. gosh, he's got so much expendable income, you know? And I'm like, what was Jordan know? buying that you could see that? He just had enough to go on dates. He was a high I had, roller. I was like, roll it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he just it. had enough. I mean, I he, he moved yeah. in with us and, and we were like, you know, we're cleaning with rags. And he's like, why don't we buy paper towels? That's so much better. And we're like, well, we'd have to buy them. 
No way. I said that, really? You said that. You really? said that. And me and me and Josh, our roommate, were like, well, we don't want to spend the money to buy them. He's like, let's get the name brand ones. He's like, too. why don't we just buy paper towels? We're like, well, I don't know. Why. That's, that's, <laughs> are you sure this is me? This is so much That you, was Jordan. you. That was you. Totally you. You're like, why don't we hire a cleaning company? I, mean, I don't understand, guys. That would have been nice. <laughs> Cleaning company would have been nice. Why don't we just have someone do all this work for us? Yeah. You guys make it sound like I was making tons of money. I was making you, a lot of money for a, compared, for a college kid. Compared to how much I was making, I don't remember how much I was making working at Cafe Lay, but you know, in 2007 six, or six, seven, six yeah. I mean, didn't you, know? you drive a Lexus, Jordan? Uh, yeah, an old Lexus. <laughs> I cleaned that in the car wash. Did you? Wait, I cleaned the it a couple times. Oh, okay. Yeah, the mobile car wash. But anyway, I did the, I did the, the Cafe Lay thing. And I was pretty successful at that. Like I was a good server. Yeah. The tips you know? are great. Yeah. Um, I did well. I spilled a, a number of drinks on people. Nice. Um, so that took a while. Now going to college, what were you going for? We yeah. All know. I know. So I went but to you Boy started State. and was it a business management degree from the beginning? I don't know that I, I, I had, thought it was, uh, the first two years are basically, you don't do anything. Right. But I thought you were thinking physical therapy, not physical therapy, but something know, had, to do with sports fitness. I had an issue with my jaw coming home from my mission, like my jaw had huge issues. And so I went to this guy that was a craniofacial guy. And I was like, Hey, somebody told me I should do physical therapy. And he's like, don't do that. That's a joke. You know, you don't make a lot of money. He's like, I make a lot of money. I make I'm, a lot. I make a lot. Of, I make a lot doctor, of money. Though, right. He's a, yeah, he was a dentist. Yeah. Doctor, dentist, whatever. And so he's like, you should do that. But I was always big into sports. I was always big into Sports you know, medicine is what I thought you had yeah. done something when you first started. At yeah. least. No? And I, I thought, I thought I wanted to do that. Like be a trainer, be a physical therapist. If the money wasn't a problem, I could see that being a good spot for you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But then I think what, it, what ended up happening was like, I, I'd rather just do business. Like the further you get away from your high school glory days, the, the more you're like, Hey, I don't need to be in part of sports to be happy. Yeah. But what would you say? What's Brandon's number one? If, if business is his, like his number one focus hobby, what would you say is his number two? Golf. Okay, yeah. this is the right arena, but I would say like just health stuff in general. Oh, okay. You're big in like when I got here, Brandon's like, have you tried an ice plunge? Cold, cold plunge. Cold plunge shape. Have you done a cold plunge, Matt? Um, like a legit no. get in an ice bath type no. thing? You've always been interested in like health. health yeah. Right. And that's so true. the fact is you don't make money on it. I mean, that's, that's really, it's not right. But do sports. I think about really. health quite a bit. Right. Drinking yeah. McDonald's. <laughs> Gross. Right. Disgusting. <laughs> Arctic circle. Arctic circle. No good. No, Matt, Matt has, Matt has a stomach that's essentially a garbage disposal. Like you could throw anything in it. It's just like, there's nothing that gives him the problem. And I was like, I have bloating and I had like in like pain in my stomach. And I'm like, more drama than the actual issue that Brandon is. Like, you know, I think so. You could pour cement down your throat and be like, no, that was pretty good guys. Let's go again. That was like 25 cents. Why would you eat that? That's disgusting. I really think some of that is like, cause my wife also, she's more, my wife's more on Brandon. Your wife's like probably in a degree higher than me even. Yeah. She's hardcore about it. She's setting the bar for you. Like she's, you can she's get by one day. Yeah. She's like right? my there's, mentor. I think there's things where she's more hardcore than you. And there's other things where you're more okay. hardcore than her, right. but she's like more like, she'll get sick, like easy. Like, and I'm just yeah. like, yeah, whatever. Like Matt and I are just like, I don't know what's in this. Yeah. It's like, yeah. isn't it Ratatouille when he's got the brother, right? And yeah. he's like, and get he, it out of your mouth. What do you, he's, <laughs> he's like, like, I don't care. Like, what are you I'm eating? He's like, I don't know. Yeah. Poison. And you guys would make fun of me for years, like well over a decade. You're like, you are I like well, how you said that picky. Past, past tense. I like how well, you, you stopped, you said you stopped making fun of me. Cause I, um, cause you stopped putting cheese on your hamburger. Oh, that's true. I did. 
recently. Yeah. yeah, Jordan. And even Matt's starting to come around to my side. Little Matt's bit. like, I ate, I ate this junky fast food yeah. burger and I felt like crap. And I was like, is now the time where your body's catching up to your yeah. diet? And I'm like, is this coming about now? And yeah. it's like, you're almost 40 years old. Now is the time. Now, better, better, 40 better than, than never. Better 40 than 60 or 70. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Right. Well, anyway, I was always more uh, enlightened. I, Okay. You would eat a McChicken with the rest of us at McDonald's. At high school, yeah. He would yeah. hate every minute. No, yeah. No, high, in school, high school, I loved it. Right. High school, I loved it. High school was fine. You know, it the was first, after high school. The first time I really started looking at that was the, the movie Super Size Me. Mm. I never watched it on purpose. Really? I'm like, I, I would prefer not that to That opened my eyes to like, there's so many this, things that can open your bad. eyes to terrible stuff. Sure, sure, sure. But Any article you want about anything, anything. But it was entertaining. It was super entertaining. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that food can kill you. Like that guy ate it for 30 days and the doctor's like, okay, you're going to die. You're, you're going to die. Yeah. And he's <laughs> like, okay, I got three more days. <laughs> I got three more days. And he'd be puking it up every day. It was like, wow, that's, that's actually legit bad. When he put the fries in a, in a glass container, and he's like, we're two months in, and these fries look the exact same right. as if we just bought them. And the other fries were all molded over in this mountain of green, you know, biodegradable stuff. And I was like, they're spraying it with preservatives. And so I was like, like you luck. know, that makes sense. You can drop a fry in your car and find it months later. And Get it's this like, fry it's right like, here. About right. That's good. That's pretty <laughs> looks good. Fine. That's about right. And it has one or two foot feet print on it. And I was like, not, maybe, yeah. maybe that's not good to put in my stomach. You know, like maybe that's not a good thing, but. Yeah. And it's in not just school, food anyway. Yeah. So uh, health, it's always been, so that's why it wouldn't have surprised me if that was like a big interest. Yeah. So, like min maxing yeah. your health being like, I like to do the things to make, you know, maximize your health. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably true. Um, no, but I, I, I just thought I'm, I'm good. I, I want to do business. That's interesting. I didn't want to do health. The thing about health was you have to be at work to make money. Right. This is the big difference, right? Is that money, the time for money trade, yeah. the sports medicine has versus owning your own business yeah. that it, it's not. Yeah. Right. And so, and you can make a lot of money doing, doing all types of jobs. Sure. Whatever your interest is. But for me, I was like, I wanted to set up a system to where I could take a vacation and still be making money and right. stuff. And so money while you sleep is the idea. Yeah. And right. so I went into business and then my, my ultimate emphasis was, and this is so dumb. It was entrepreneurial management. They just had that as like a focus. But you wanted it. Cause I remember thinking about getting it. No, did I? Anyway, did but yeah. well, cause I remember you talking No, I think I was too practical and I wanted accounting, which was a good idea. Snooze I don't know. It's been <laughs> it's good, good idea, but, but I mean, don't you look at like, I, I had learned more starting three businesses than all we did was make business plans. Right. Yeah. And I went to a business plan competition which was actually pretty fun. Um, I won some money at like an elevator pitch deal and it was like, it was entertaining. It was fun. It was fascinating to me. I loved it, but you know, it didn't provide any value. Practicality is yeah. the problem, right? It didn't like, provide yeah. any value. And, uh, I met, I met some awesome people with it. And this is, you're talking your MBA or even in my undergrad in your undergrad, in my undergrad. Yeah. yeah. And so, but then, you know, I got, I got the job at Cafe LA and then nine, nine or 10 months in, I was serving this guy and he's like, Hey, look, you're really great. I want to hire you to be a salesman. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, an eight to five would be nice. <laughs> like Monday through Friday would be kind of nice. And he's like, you know, you could, you could make a similar wage. And so I, I got that job and it was, um, it was a legal assisting job where, where you would make copies for like, you know, a law firm that had a big case. That's like 13 or 14 boxes of papers. You would, if they need five or six sets, mm -hmm. 
that, that could take them days or weeks to do. And so we would, the company would have these big printers and copiers and whatever, and they would just spend all day duplicating those copies and organizing them and making sure they're all there. And then we'd bring them back and you'd bring them back on dollies of boxes. You know, you'd have like 10 or 15 boxes. And so I sold those services and you know, you, you show up and he's like, okay, here's a list of all paralegals and you just need to call them and ask them for work. Right. <laughs> and so that's what I did. And it was like every day calling these paralegals, Hey, you know, Boise legal and we have cookies. I'll bring you some cookies. So I'd like call them and then bring them cookies. And then I didn't get a, it. It was every day, all day long. And it sucked. Like I didn't get a single sale and that's yeah. rare to me. Like I, I can sell a lot, but that sucked. Bad. How long were you there? Six months. Six months. Yeah. And you know, can you imagine doing no, cold calls for yeah. six months and no sales. And I guess sale. <sighs> yeah. It that sucked. sounds. And you know what was dumb is like, I, I was so stubborn. I'm like, I, this, this can work. I can do this. This should work. This, I just kept thinking like, this should work. Why isn't this working? Everybody, uh, other people are having success doing this. And, uh, my dad, one day I, I just set him down like, dad, I haven't gotten a freaking sale. And he's like, what, why are you there? You're wasting your time. I'm like, well, I can do it. I haven't failed really at anything that I had thought about. And he's like, look, you don't owe this business anything to be there. Like, it's not up to you to make it successful. Leave. You need to leave. And so I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, honestly, the boss, I can think if you are the boss of this guy, if, if I'm the boss of you and I see, oh, he's been here first. I'm like, I'm like, I can't believe he's still here. Yeah. 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 Right. Cause you, you well, know, it was just me. He didn't know how to sell anything. So he'd sit in the back and he's like, did you sell anything today? I was like, no, I didn't. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And he's like, oh, darn it. And then his well, wife worked there. Tomorrow. His wife worked there and she's like, Hey, any, any sales today? And I'm like, no. And I, I'm in charge of selling. You're head of sales. I'm, I'm the only guy selling. And you know, he would talk to me. He's like, I want you to go visit these companies. And I'm like, okay. So I'd go visit and we'd sit there and I'd like bring them cookies and they're like, thanks. And they kind of throw them away. Cause they're trying to diet and stuff. And I'm like, look, I, what do I do to get you to, and they're like, Oh, we'll think of you. You know, there's, I think there's two other big competitors and, um, and there was just no, no reason. Like I couldn't, I couldn't sell on price because it was the, basically the same price. So they had relationships that I didn't. So I quit. And then, and then so looking back, I want to know, well, I, keep going. Yeah. Well, I quit and the guy called me like three weeks later. He's like, Hey, I know how to sell now. He's like, essentially you just need to take all these paralegals out to lunch and dinner, take them to events. And he's like, I'll pay you to come back and take all these people to events and take them to lunches. And he's like, look, I'm not outgoing, but you are, and you can entertain them. And you're, and so I'll pay you to do all this stuff. I'm like, no, get out of here. I don't want to do this. <laughs> Man, it could have been a different story. I don't know if that would have made more sales, but it could have been a different story. That job could have been a lot more fun if you're. Yeah. I sat at a stupid desk. They're like, oh, you don't have to do eight to five anymore. Go golfing, go to Steelheads games, yeah. go to Boise State games. Yeah. 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 Yep. Missed opportunity, right? <laughs> you know, I, I, he, I was so angry at him when he called me back. He's like, come back and do this. I'm like, no, we, I hate that. I hate it. You didn't say that. No, I didn't say any of that. Yeah, I was like, like, no, no I'm you. not interested. I'm just, I just How don't want to do that. Well, I just thought like he wanted me to come back so bad and I get it for him. Cause he, he, had, he, he probably, someone, yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I think I remember that business ended up failing out. It wasn't just his only business though. Right. Or is that all he had? 
I think at the time that was all he had. And I think he, he was a really nice guy, a really good yeah, guy. We, and, we know him. Yeah. He's yeah. Okay. And, um, I think he started doing other stuff after that. It, it was a, man, it was a tough time. It was right, right as things started peaking. Yeah. And you know, it was, it was just, it just had a tough time getting off the ground. And, um, so if you look back, I think about some, you know, my in software sales, they always meant if you're going to hire a sales rep, you should hire two because you always want to decide if it's, is the product that's the problem or the sales person or the yeah. sales rep, right? So if there's two of them and neither of them can sell, that's probably your fault. Yeah. I think, so do you think, yeah, look back, is it the product or do you think, I mean, there, there was no clear, like, I think in sales, you always have to figure out how to attract people to differentiate it. Yeah. And so I, I, I always like the, the owner that starts it figuring out how to do that and then transferring that system over to a salesperson and say, replicate this founder led sales. Yeah. 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 And, and that's, and, and that's not the case with every business. I think there's, I think traditional business industries that have a, you know, a long history of operating, you can just hire a salesperson and be like, sell insurance or sell dental or sell whatever, because it's an established product. Um, but maybe. this one, maybe, maybe. I, yeah. I, I'm curious. I think it's still going to be better. This one was, you're still going to know your business. This one was a very relationship driven business. And we didn't know that we were kind of treating it like you a think. commodity. We don't know though. Right. No, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he said, yeah, you build these. Yeah. I wonder yeah, maybe we, we, we were treating it like a commodity in a way we we're like, Hey, call, Hey, give us your business. Give us your business. Right. Right. But, but in the end it, he thought the convenience best. you had wasn't, I mean, you couldn't offer price. Yeah. We couldn't compete much on price. We couldn't compete much on, I mean, what else do you compete on? So if it was your business, let's say you had, you went back in time and what would you do different? How would you have made that work? Was, if it was my business? Shut right. it down. Yeah. <laughs> Not do burn, it. Burn it down. <laughs> Not do it. Do something else. I mean, it's a weird, like, cause, cause it has, I mean, so many Right now it's business like paper is kind of going to the wayside, right? Like 13 boxes of paper. How many cases are like that? It's all on a files. It's mm -hmm. all on files. Now, now so, you're saying, yeah. yeah. So basically you just have a, you pay an intern at the law firm that's made. Law firms are super wealthy. You pay a basic intern $15 an hour to scan in all this stuff, right? Well, that's less than the amount that we were charging. I see. So you're, you were competing with their in-house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. So but, I thought, yeah. but they also don't want to buy a, you know, $40,000 printer copier. Mm -hmm. And so we had that equipment. And so it was, it was heavy, um, barrier to entry with the equipment, but you know, you, you are competing the smaller cases. They're just going to do in house and the bigger cases you're going to do out, out of. And so, you know, obviously if I started that, I would have tried to get as many relationships as I could with these attorneys as, as best you can do that, which is probably entertainment you know, networking. And then, and then if you're going to have a salesperson, you need somebody that can replicate that <laughs> gift baskets, maybe sure. Turtles. Yeah. 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 Were you married know. at this time or single? Uh, I was engaged and you know, I would tell my, 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 my now wife, I was like, I just, I can't do this. Like I, I hate this. And people and other people were pitching me ideas. And I'm like, why are people pitching me ideas? I suck at this. She's like, Oh, because Look at all the stuff you've done. Like yeah. you've done three businesses. I was like, I know, but I've done new businesses because they've all <laughs> gone out. Like I have, I don't have like the it's next like I have Google. The same business. <laughs> I know. And anyway, you know, so I was just down on myself. I was just down that I just didn't think I could do it. You know, when you when you get said no to every day for it kills, that it hurts. Long, yeah, it, it's tough it on your confidence. And so, and so I wanted at that point it was like I wanna, I wanna be a company man. Mm. And so, and so there was this job posting, um, 
there was this job posting for Albertsons, which was owned by super value at the time. And it was this six Sigma. If you'd heard of that. Yeah. That was oh, a yeah, big, I know what that is. Yeah. yeah. Six Sigma. It's still big, I think. And, it, it, was, still? and oh. it was an internship and it was like $13 an hour. And we're like, wow, that's dollars. That's sweet. Yeah. Cheddar right there. And so I go, and I do like three or four rounds of interviews. It was a big deal. Do you know that I think McDonald's is hiring for 15 or $16? Yeah. Right that? now. Yeah. Man. Yeah, it hasn't it been that, that long ago that no. we were, yeah, that thirteen dollars an hour. Yeah. Anyway, that was probably McDonald's probably paying ten or nine at the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I go in and I get the job. Me and this other guy and the the guy that hired us. He's like, hey, there was five or six hundred people that applied to that. Wow, and that made and you feel like, like oh, right. I was like, sweet, yeah. you know, because because and I think he's like, what's the biggest problems you solved? And I was like, you know, this this cat scratched a car that we were washing. And this lady called me screaming at me. She was a real estate agent. She's just screaming at me. And she's like, you need to pay for all of this. You need to pay for my car to be repainted. How'd you know the cat scratched it? It was clear. I mean, it was like a paw scratch. Okay. Then why would the lady think it was you? She, just bl- she was blaming it on me. And so she's like. She thought you brought your cat. She worked at, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what? And I was like. Don't bring your cat to I work. was really timid. I'm like, do you have a cat? Yeah, I have a cat. It's declawed. And I'm like, well, man, that looks like a cat. That looks like a cat. Mark, like a cat tried to jump on your car and just kind of scratched all the way down. And you know, the, it was a nice car and she worked for a large real estate company. That was, that was one of our weekly things. She's like, if you don't fix this, you can never come back to this guy. Like she was throwing it all down on me and I was worried and I'm like, I don't know how to fix this. And so I, I called it. She wanted you to repaint it? She wanted me to repaint the whole thing. Like a thousand bucks? I don't know. Yeah. And so I, I called this, this detailer painter guy and I'm like, Hey, can I'll pay you to go out and look at this car? So I, I paid him. He's independent and he goes out and he like 50 meets bucks or something. Just to yeah. Look yeah. And he meets the lady and he was awesome. This guy was awesome. And he's like, look, I don't know this, this, this mobile car wash company for, for anything. Yeah. So I don't have any reason to defend them. And he walks up to it and they walk around the car and he's like, that's a cat. And she's like, but my cat's declawed. And he's like, well, then your cat has a friend that came over and scratched the crap out of your car. That's, That's crazy. This is my cat. Like they, they, there's no other cats yeah. out there. I know. And so she called me. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so huh. sorry. And she's like, I'll, I'll, you know, work it out with him. And the guy ended up painting her or fixing it. But she's like, I don't know why I treated you like that. And I, and so some of these experiences huh. I had running these businesses helped me get that job because it was like a real world problem. Yeah where I'm trying to deal with the upset customer that was like, that was threatening my whole company. <laughs> right. You know, there was like some real pressure on that for me. And so I brought up some problems that I had that I think resonated well with what he liked. And it was like real world experience. And so I got the job and, um, it was right. in. And so I just got married and I think it was 2009. Oh no, you got uh, seven. It was 2008. 2007. Yeah. Cause it was an eight. Yeah. I think I got in 2008 and, um, and I worked there for nine months and I, and I worked on Excel all day long and they would just send me these long Excel spreadsheets and I would run all types of formulas and macros on it. If and you can hear Brandon's voice, v, he doesn't sound excited. Up? To me, v I'm look like, up? dude, I dominated V lookup. I'm like, Ooh, that look fun. I liked it at the dude, time. I really liked you it. You learned a lot. You still use I learned Excel a ton. You probably can owe it to that. I, I owe it to that. And there was one guy. In fact, I met this guy. He was on my son's base. His, he was the dad of a, a kid that was on my son's baseball team. His name is Andrew. And I was like, Andrew, you are the source of my Excel knowledge. Like I went to him all the time, but it was a, it was a difficult job because 
I would spend a lot of time just staring at Excel spreadsheets. Yeah. And at one point we had this, this grocery store marketplace meeting is what they called them where we'd all sit in this you know room and, and people would be given awards for how long they've been here. And one guy had gotten a 30 year award. He's like, yo, this guy's got here 30 years and that's so awesome. And you clap and I'm like, wow, he's, he's probably close to retirement. Right? So that same day I'm sitting in my cubicle and we it was like a gopher farm there. You, you, if somebody said something interesting, you pop up and like, 15 people would pop their heads up. <laughs> you know, it's like, a, but anyway, I'm sitting there and my nose is dripping my brains out. Like it's that boring. And I'm like, all right, I got to get up and I got to walk around this place. And if people are doing something different than staring at their computer screen, then I can work here. Right. So I'm walking in like eight or nine cubicle spaces down is that guy that just had his 30 year anniversary. And he's doing the same thing. I am just staring at a screen, just scrolling and at that moment, I'm like, I got to get out. Like, I can't do this. And so, and so my, my internship was going to convert to a, um, full-time position, full-time position. I was going to be a yellow belt and I really liked my boss. He was probably one of my first mentors. I would say Ryan Cloward. He's like really high up in Albertsons right now, which is cool. He was a great guy. He taught me a lot. Um, and then I, and then the writing was kind of on the wall. It's like, Hey, this isn't going well. Albertsons isn't doing well. You know, we're super value is not doing well. Um, it was, you know, it was kind of the height of the crash, you know, yeah, you're 2009. Yeah. yeah. Right there. 2008. Yep. So a bunch of people were worried about their jobs. So I, I applied for another job at Albertsons stupidly. Cause I just didn't know what I was going to do. And I got declined for that. And then they downsized or that department. And then I got, I, you know, there's, I got let go. And at the time, at the time, Micron had just laid off 5,000 people, which Micron in Idaho is one of the bigger employers in the Valley. And then Hewlett Packard is a bit, another big employee. They just laid off around 5,000 people. So there was a surplus of people on the market and I graduated and I was, I was trying to find a job, which is crazy that not a lot of people hire entrepreneurial management students. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. They're not looking for that. They're not just lining up at the door being like, Hey, you got a job, you got a job. So I'm trying to get a job and I go to this one fence company, which I thought was a cool company in Boise. And, and I was making, you know, just 13 or $14 an hour at super value. And they, and I go to him and, and he's like, Hey, I heard a lot about you from this, you know, I was networked at the time to this guy that referred me to this job. And so he wasn't hiring, but I go to him and I'm like, Hey, I'm, I, I feel like I'm really qualified. I really want a job. And he's like, Oh, that's awesome you know, what do you want to get paid for? I really like your resume. What do you want to get paid? And I said, I'd like, I'd like 40,000. And that was a tough number to throw out for me. Cause I, that's probably what $20 six, an hour, $19 yeah, an hour. 15 is 30. So you're probably about six, 17. I think it's 18 or 19 now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And he just started laughing. <laughs> he's like, he's like, look, I can get an HP engineer to come in at $40,000. So I'm not sure what you're going to do man. And I was like, okay. And he's like, I'll offer you a free internship. And I was like, okay, that really helps me pay my <laughs> bills. Like, gee, thanks dude. Uh, so yeah, I left that. What fence company was this? Sloan fence Sloan. It was actually Sloan security. So they were doing oh, like they gates were, and stuff. They were doing uh federal contracts to like at airports to have those fences go up and oh, down and yeah. gates and like mm. kind of complex stuff. And so I was like, Hey, I'm business intelligence stuff. I like I worked in, you know, fencing as yeah. well. And were you like, I was like, I got a buddy. 
Were you like inspired by me? (laughs) No, I needed a job. (laughs) I don't even remember this. Yeah. I don't either. I probably was recently married and you were recently married. Yeah. We were both, we were both trying to find our way. Yeah. You know? And so, and so then I was like, okay, here's my job. I'm going to start a car wash, like a, a, like those Metro washes. I'm going to do that. So I call, here we go. Call him. Here we go. Call him up. Call the guy. And he, and the guy that, that builds car washes, there was one in Boise and it was just nonstop going. Yeah. And that I was like, a new one on like front, right? Or yeah, yeah, it was downtown Boise and it was like, I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was, I had some experience in washing cars okay. <laughs> and that did just as good of a job for like eight bucks. Right. And I'm like, this is awesome, man. You can just pump cars through this like crazy. It's just always going. Idaho, I think is a really good market because it's got weather, it's got seasons, it's not always hot. And so people will wash their car and just continue to lead to wash their car, continue to wash their car. And so I called the guy that built them and he's like, you're going to need about a million dollars to build it. You know, we'll come out and do a site. And I was like, all right, I think I can, I think I can go to, I think I could raise that. Like from a bank is what you From thought? a bank, from Plus private. Yeah. yeah. I think my, friends my and family. friends and family could like come in on it with me. And so mm-hmm. I really wanted to do that. And I think I remember talking to you about it, Jordan, like, and you, and you sent me, I remember at one point there's one called rocket car wash. And I was like, maybe I could do it in this city called twin falls. That doesn't really have anything. And then you sent me the blueprints of a car wash going in in twin falls. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway. So that was my idea. And I go to my dad, I'm like, I really think this, this could work. And he's like, that's cool. But you know, I, it just crashed for him and he had, he had lost a bunch of money on, on some rental homes that he had and he kind of made some bad decisions I thought. And, and so I'm like, okay, the timing's probably not right, but I need a job. And so my dad's like, look, you can come work for me, but your brother's taking over and you can only work for a year until you get this car wash thing figured out. So anyway, um, I go in there and I, I start working and I kind of, go up the ranks pretty quickly. And you could have worked there before, right? Pretty I much. I could have worked there before. How I didn't, you never did. You know, I didn't really want to be a part. There, there wasn't a lot of room at the time. And my brother, Jeff was doing well there. And I just didn't want to be too attached to my dad. I didn't want wanted to build your own thing. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't want to be too attached to him, but I, I didn't have anywhere to go that I felt like was worth it. And he offered me a decent wage and, and I liked 40. I don't know what I, I don't know what I made. I think I was, sure was more than 40, 15 or 16 actually probably to yeah. start. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, I started there and, and I took it serious and my brother's like, Hey, I'm actually interested in this investment thing. So you can start managing it. So I just started managing. Like Jeff who he's had yeah. the number one. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, right. Yeah. Ryan's right. Ryan's yeah. Jeff was, I don't know. So I, so I ended up managing it for six years and, um, managing minor and associates. Minor associates. Yeah. yeah. And it was a good business to manage. Like I had a good experience there. Enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was, I, I got managerial experience, which until that point I really didn't have. I mm-hmm. mean, I just business side worked with my people. buddies. Right. Yeah. But there were some larger contracts that I worked with. There were some larger companies that I worked with and I would go on site and I would do training and I would, um, I, I was, did, did things I was pretty good at and I didn't, I didn't love the job. I didn't. So we, you do like urine collections. I didn't like that. It's like the chemicals again. Back to the yeah, of course, sort of. <laughs> Other people's chemicals. Yeah, Other people's like chemicals. humanly drive chemicals. I didn't love that part of it. Yeah. Uh, I struggle with that. Icky. You like it was kind of icky, yeah. smelly, kind of that thing. And it was, a lot of people were like, this is really gross. And I was like, yeah, I know, uh, but it's my job. That's and what so, I do. That's what I do. 
And so I worked there for six years and, um, and it was going, I thought it was going well, you know, my dad retired and my brother, Jeff kind of came back into it from investing. And, and, and it was, it got to the point where it's like, Hey, he, he started another company there. And, and we said, my dad actually came to me and he's like, Hey, I think insurance would be a good thing for, and my dad had, he had, he had recommended a bunch of ideas, a lot of which I didn't think were good ideas at all. And you know, that's not uncommon for me. Cause I, I think of ideas all the time and I get like almost raptured in them. I'm like, these are great ideas. And then after time, it's like, nah, they're not that good of ideas. So anyway, he came and he's like, I think you should do insurance to truckers. I was like, wow, that actually makes sense. Quite a bit of sense. And so we thought we have a bunch of relationship with trucking firms and they would for trust the drug us. Testing. Yeah. For yeah. drug testing. They would trust us. We could just, it's easy to write insurance. That's easy. Yeah. You could just do that in your sleep. It's like a line item. Yeah. Is what I thought. You could just, you know, invoice it out. And so I got licensed and then I just started, <laughs> like, I just started calling to Matt's point. I just started calling random insurance companies. Like there's a big one right by that office called United Heritage and they do workers comp. And I called and I was like, Hey, I'd like to talk to your marketing rep. And they are like, yeah, this is me. And I'm like, I would like to sell your trucking insurance, sir. And they're like, what? And I'm like, well, we deal with truckers and you guys insure truckers. And they're like, we, what, what are you talking about? Like we do workers compensation. I was like, well, everybody can insure a trucker. And they're like, no, no, we don't do that. We don't insure truckers. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I just, just kept calling around, just random. Like learning, this is how you kind of learn the industry. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, try this guy, try that guy, try this guy. And I called this one company based, you know, that, that has a spot. It's called Great West, and they're really big in trucking. I'm like, sweet, you guys are going to love me. We do a lot of trucking business, insure. And they're like, okay, how long have you been doing insurance? I'm like, well, does Flowers. yesterday count? <laughs> Today, I was like, I haven't written a policy yet. Does that matter? Yeah. And they're like, the guy just started laughing. He's like, look, dude, you you got to come back to us when you're established, like really well established. And so I was kind of getting frustrated there. Like, the chicken how do you do problem. this? Yeah. I was like, how do you do this? So that buddy that did the mobile car wash with Nick, I started getting some instruction from him. Cause he was doing insurance. Yeah. He was doing insurance. And, and I was like, how do you do this? He's like, well, you, you probably should just join an insurance agency to get some experience in a book and then you can split off. And so we called, called around and there was this insurer Idaho place that was an agency that was really close. And they actually just did benefits, health benefits. So we go in and they're like, Hey, you can do a 70, 30 split. You guys get 70, we get 30. And I was like, all right. So I started selling policies. So you're, you're your own business. I was like a independent contractor, independent contractor yeah. with them. Right. So we, we sold under their code. We being a minor and associates. Minor and associates so, right? yeah. so was that, did it have its own business or is it just minor and associates? Just minor and associates. Yeah. yeah. And so, well, actually I think it, I think it ended up having its own business. Yeah. So we, we, I think that's when I came up with United commercial insurance. That was the name of it. And it was just me. And I started calling these small truckers and I would sell a policy. And if the first policy I sold was fast cat transportation and it was dumb, he was based out of Texas and I call and I'm like, Hey, I can't sell Texas. Like I can't select Texas. <laughs> you call the people you're, I call yeah. Reboot your computer. I, I think that's a problem. And she's like, Oh, Oh, that's interesting. Well, just, just write it in Idaho and do unlimited mileage. I was like, all right. Okay. So the guy I sold the policy to, he's like, it says Idaho. I'm like, you'll be fine. 
You're good. good. It's fine. Good. Don't worry about I, it. I feel like yeah. there's some fraud going on. <laughs> so, but he's like, okay, all right. And so he starts going and, but in Texas, uniquely, you have to file with the state, your insurance. And he couldn't do that because it was based in Idaho. And it was this huge problem. And the guy got super mad at me and then I got super mad at them. And I was like, well, this sucks, dude. Like you guys aren't even helping me. And they're like, well, we're not really licensed in Texas. And I was like, okay, <laughs> what is going on? The reason on? why I can't select I'm Texas. I'm just calling yeah. random guys. I'm not really licensed in yeah. yeah. So anyway, this is how you learn. This is, how you- this is how you learn. And so we had to put everything on hold. And then, then she's then the lady calls me and she's like, you know, Progressive, they're the big trucking. They'll 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 appoint you. You can just sell them. And I I had to that point I hadn't called. Progressive. Yeah, you probably didn't know anything about, not really. About yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. And so I called them and they're like, yeah, we'll appoint you. And so I'm now I'm off to the races. Now, did you have to be partnered with Idaho Insurance? No, they just appointed me directly. Okay. Yeah, so you're, you're like, okay, done with you they guys. They didn't have any requirements. Did you ever make a sale for them? That one sale. Fast cat. Well, Fast did you cat. actually get the money? I mean, did it work no, out? No, we had to give it back. Right. So you didn't yeah. even make any money. Didn't make any money. Okay. Well, again, this is all now over what time period was this? Like not necessarily days, yeah. but like months, weeks. No, so. it wasn't months. It was it was like you get the contract going, they give you a login, and you start calling. It was a couple, like a week. It was or weeks. Two. Yeah. yeah, it was probably but weeks. This feels like you started up and you were off and running. Is that really how it was, or were you like at some point like, is this going to work? Well, he was still employed by Minor Associates. Yeah, still so that employed. Made it easier, okay. Right? Okay. Well, what happened was started. once it was just always frustrating. This setup with Insure Idaho. Okay. It was just always frustrating. And so once I got them out of the picture and I got my into progressive directly, that's all I had. Now I'm like, okay, now I can start going and I get a hundred percent. Yeah. Not right. a 70, 30 split. So uh, way better. Way it was better. nice of that lady to say, Hey, go to progressive. Yeah. It was nice. And she saw, because I kept getting frustrated at her. I'm like, dude, these customers are pissed at me. Yeah. And she's like, I know. And we just couldn't, couldn't figure it out. So it wasn't a good setup. And so she's like, you wanted know, you out of her hair. Yeah. She probably wanted me to get out. And so we got out and, um, I started calling and my first customer after that was a guy. And I come back to this, it was a guy named Jarrett Boren. My very first sale. <laughs> it was awesome. Cause he was actually with me for like five or six years. And I said, what was his company named Boren construction? Jarrett Boren. Oh, was just Jared Jared Born. Born, yeah. I think you've used that as a sample to me before. Yeah. Anyway. Well, anyway, cause, cause I was like, dude, stay with me 20 years. Let's go on a cruise. Like you're my first guy, right. you know, but you know, at the time you sell it, you're like, yeah, I'm specialist in trucking. Yeah, insurance. totally. And like, <laughs> you don't you know, tell them that it's the first sale. No. Yeah. And so, but you start and then, you know, you sell one guy and you feel like you're doing well and it was a smaller policy. And, and then you just, you're calling all day and you're like, nobody's buying, you know, you just don't feel like you're selling anything. And then did you start to have memories of Boise legal? Oh yeah. Really? Oh, totally. And there was a time where I texted my wife and, and I was like, I'm, I'm not going to do the same way. Like, I, I don't like this. The thing is you're still employed by minor. You, you could have anytime be done and be like, okay, I still could have shut it down. Yeah. Right, and just keep working. It at was, associates. the problem is it was so much easier to make money at minor associates than it was at the insurance place. And but so, did you, I mean, you weren't stopping making money at minor No, but associates. all my focus was right. insurance. And so I wasn't, I was getting, I was on their payroll. But in the, the idea was me and me and my brother, Jeff would split it. It was like mm-hmm. an 80, 20 ownership thing. And, um, and so anyway, I, I would, but I would be in charge of building it and I'd be in charge of running it and, and that. And so, you know, there was, there was a number of days where I'm like, I can't, this just isn't going to work. Like I just get these random sales every now and then I don't know how to duplicate that success. I, and so I text her, I'm like, I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm just not going to do it. And she's like, don't stop. Cause you can't <laughs> like, you just have to keep going. 
And she was never worried about it. I don't know why, but she just never, she's like, just keep going. You'll be fine. And so I'm like, okay, but easy for you to say, like, you're not just sitting there banging your head against the wall, like trying to sell these policies. And so, so it just kept going I kept going and it wasn't making any money at all. And me and Jeff kind of, it was like, we're, it wasn't fitting very well at, at that point in time. Like we just weren't fitting very well. And so he came and he's like, look, you should just take the insurance and go out on your own. And I'm like, well, I can't do that. It's not making any money. I think I had two employees or three employees at the time and I wasn't pulling any money from it. Sales reps. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't pulling any money from it at the time. All salary was coming from. Yeah. Everything was coming from minor associates. And even we even had to put some money into it a little bit. Right. And so, so it was a couple months in and I think, cause I think I started it in October and this was April that this, this transaction was happening. And, and, and his thing was, look, either, either give me full control of the insurance thing or, or, and stay here for 10 years or take that and go out on your own. And I was like, my initial reaction was I, I'm not, I'm making money at minor associates, but I don't like it. I don't, I don't like it anymore. Like it's not working. I don't see myself there for 10 years. And because I, because you're an employee and you want to do your own thing. Yeah. yeah. And not only that, just things were, weren't gelling very well with me and Jeff at the time. And I just yeah. felt like both strong personalities. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so I thought, and so I was like, how do I stay there for 10 years? And so my idea was just stay there for 10 years and then figure something else out. And it wasn't until really I went out to lunch with shout out to, I think episode six or seven, Brett Hughes or four anyway. And he's like, do it. You need to do that. You, you need to go out on your own. I'm like, but how I'm, I'm not going to make any money. He's like, you'll figure that out that. And so that got me thinking like, Hey, maybe I should. And I went to my wife. I'm like, maybe we should do this. And she's like, go do it. And I said, but we don't, we're, we go from making money to zero. Like, did, am I the only one that gets that? <laughs> like, we don't have anything to make money. And she's like, yeah, okay, we'll figure it out. And I think in her mind, she's like, we'll just move in with my parents. And I was like, I, I don't want to do that. Like, that's the last thing I would want right. to do. Like that would suck. Yeah. And so, but she's like, you know, we'll be fine. And so my dad's like, Hey, you, you, you should do it. You should really do that. And then I took out a loan from him. I think it was like $10,000 or something. I took out from him and I was like, like for living expenses, for really? living expenses. Yeah. yeah. Because there was no money coming. All my money went to payroll. Okay. You're paying these sales yeah. reps. And yeah. so, and, and so I left in April and I think it was really, I'm really grateful that I was able to leave with, and there would be no problem. I think Jeff had, you know, the business minor associates. And then the second one that was really surging. So he had, he was doing pretty well. And I was really grateful that he just let me go. Yeah. You know, there wasn't a buyout. He didn't make me pay him back for all the money he'd put into it. And so that was really you know, I, I think that was very nice of him and I owe, owe that to him for sure. Um, and so I left and you know, it was, it was really stressful. I had three employees and I had, I think I had enough for a couple months if we didn't make any sales where I'd have to start picking people off and, you know, do sales on my own again. Um, and it was just going for Were you in the same office with Jeff. Still? No, we moved out. You found your own office. I found my own office. So- Dude, commercial real estate, when I left in 14, like it was $8 a square foot for this office. It was such a good deal. Right. It was such a good deal. It was like 600 bucks a month. So it was a really sweet deal. And it was a year to year 
contract. And so, and it was actually just down the street from where we're at right now. Right. I remember. Yeah. And so I got in this small office that was, um, really, you know, it was, it was just a little bit over there. You guys were just calling all day. Yeah. We're just calling all day, Mm -hmm. small trucking companies, right? Just, just progressive. And then we add on another insurer and we start making money from that insurer. And then, and then one month we were just, we're just barely making it for the most part, just like really slowly making it. And then one month our sales like quadrupled Mm. and I just felt like nothing really changed. Like we just started selling more. Just people started closing more. And why do you think? I don't know. You think you were better? I think it was, it was a combination of we'd been doing it long enough to where people that we had talked to and tried to sell months before aged into the sale. Yeah. So we'd been around long enough. It's almost like you market awareness was increasing. Yeah. So the people that, you know, if the sales cycle is normally three or four weeks, but there's a, there's a handful that are going to take three, four months. There's a handful that'll take three or four months and a handful they'll take three or four days. And so they started coming in and we started hitting on a bunch. And I'm like, oh, that month was huge. And I made money and I was able to pull money out. And you're like, and I was like, oh, I get, I get one month. I was like, oh gosh, now I'm just so bugged that next month's going to go back down. And then it stayed up. And then it stayed up and I was like, wow, this is staying up. Like it's got to go back down at some point. It's going to go back down. And my dentist brother, I was telling him about, it, he's like, dude, that happened to me. And it, it never went back down. That's like the new normal. <laughs> and I was like, wow, gosh, I hope that's the case so bad. Cause I need it. <laughs> right. I need it. And then my dad, he, my dad's such a, he's an odd guy. Like he's very inspirational in a lot of ways, but he came in and just called the loan that he gave me. So and he's like, I need the money. I need the money. Give it back. And at that point, I'd actually taken out an additional 15000 from him because I needed so some more 25, money. So 25000 yeah. He came in. He's like, I need it now. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. And I and it just happened. So like that month, those few months. Had just been enough. Had just been enough. I just pulled out 25000 gave it to him. I was like, oh, I'm never taking money from him again. Like he's going to, he's so, <laughs> he wouldn't give me any time, like lead time. He just like called it in. He had the bat. He's like, I hope you like those knees. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, I, man, dad. And he's like, yeah, get, give me the money. I need it now. And I was like, well, oh gosh. Okay. And so I paid him and, uh, yeah, just kind of started growing. Mm. Just kind of kept going from there. So what would you say from October is when you started, when did that month, that first month? Well, I left, I left in April. Mm -hmm. So October is when we started it. And then I left in April. It was probably February, March. I think another almost 10 months. Yeah. Yeah. Before it, it started to be something. So that's, we're talking what, that's a year we're talking uh, 16 months sure. from October to then. Yeah. Before you really right, probably start. You say profitability, maybe. Well, yeah, like I would could, say I would, I was, there were some months I was profitable and there's other months I would lose more than I was profitable than the months I made. Yeah. Like default alive almost. Like yeah. you're enough to live. Enough maybe. to live. Enough, where I had to take out extra loans to, to stay afloat. Mm-hmm. And luckily it wasn't a, a very capital intensive job. Right. You didn't have to buy inventory. Yeah. yeah. You're just selling these policies. Just payroll. Right? Payroll, right. Payroll and rent. It's all variable cost. Rent yeah. is not, right? But the simple, if you needed, right. you could. Let I could go. let somebody go and do more. And so, yeah. And, and so it, it took a while and, you know, some people it takes longer and other people it doesn't. And that, that's the time frame that I had. And I was really grateful that it, it worked out that way. And 
you know, insurance, the interesting thing about insurance is that it kind of steamrolls or, or it snowballs a little bit because you make a sale today. It's recurring, and, yeah. And supposedly that's, that policy renews next year. And, and then you get that renewal plus a new sale. Mm-hmm. And then the next time you get those two renewals plus a new sale. So you're like two, three, six, you know, it's kind of growing quite a bit. Yeah, the recurring revenue, it's almost like a secret sauce. Sure, business yeah. Sometimes. And so it, it was always a thing where I'm like, oh, just wait till next year. Just wait till next year when you get a renewal. Wait till next year. Just wait till next year and just keep waiting around. Compounding. Yeah. And that, and that hardest part was waiting, you know, cause you're like a year from now takes so long, but then, you know, it's almost like a day goes by really slow, but a week goes by like a day, you know, a day feels like a week sometimes, but a week feels like a day. It's been four years, five years. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that mental battle that you fight is real. <laughs> you know, it's real, like wanting to be at a point in the future so bad because you know that by that time you should be stable is like a difficult thing to battle in your mind all the time. I think, I think most 10 years now, are we not quite 10 years, right? 10 years in October, 10 years in October. That's pretty awesome. In two months. Yeah. And so are you stable now? Do you feel like you're stable now? Yeah, I feel like I'm pretty stable now. Yeah, yeah. As far as, you know, things, anything can happen. Things right. fall out. That's always the scary part. Yeah. But we have a pretty good base and, you know, we have, we have, we, we grew up to 25 employees. We're down to 18. Um, I think that, you know, there was a huge surge of business in 21 with trucking. Mm-hmm. Um, we've diversified out of trucking since then. So we're doing a lot more uh, non-transport. Trucking transportation and insurance is very volatile. It's like traditionally you could get between 70 and 90% renewal rates on a traditional insurance policy. Like your guys' companies, you're going to renew <laughs> for the most part. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. You're going to renew. Like I, I, I No, we'll reevaluate. You'll renew. <laughs> What, you I assure you, I assure you. don't even Matt. know when that renews. <laughs> you have no idea. Nope. I'm, I'm just going to call you after you renew. I'm like, oh, thanks, bro. Hey. I didn't give you the hey, chance. It went, it went through. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry. I forgot I to offer I, you. I do I? I think I. You do my insure, business. Yeah, like, yeah. Right? yeah. Anyway, so like you guys are pretty stable, but trucking is, you know, 40 to 60% renewal rate in some industries, right? Like you can, you can find the right guys and have an, I've heard trucking books have 80 or 90% renewal rate, which is great which is what we're going, going to get to, which, um, which we'll get to at some point, but the policies we were selling, they would come into the trucking market and go out and in and out and in and out and kind of yo-yo in and out as it was good. And there was a huge surge in 21 after COVID trucking was huge. Everybody demanded trucking. You know, you guys probably remember that mm-hmm. you know, nothing could get there and people would pay an exorbitant amount of fees to get truck, get it, get it shipped. Right. And so there's sort of a whiplash effect. And so it kind of came back down and end of 22 and we're sort of at that whiplash effect. It's considered a hard market insurance is right now, meaning, you know, that's cyclical. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we've, we've kind of reduced our, our staff to, you know, adjust to that. And so, you know, but we're, we're, we're venturing out quite a bit into other non-transportation business policies like, like you guys. Right. And so we're, we're, we're developing, we're maturing quite a bit as an insurance agency and I'm really happy with it. Yeah. Really happy with it. In fact, I wonder if we should go into Citadel. I know Matt already talked about it. Yeah. I we guess maybe just, I should go my side. Well, I think it's interesting first that you go to, uh, like I remember, I don't know if this last year, sometime I asked you, so yeah, let, let's say you went back in time. What would you start? What would you do? Would you do Dude, the same I thing? Would do and it. you said, I would do insurance a hundred percent again because of that thing college. you said, because of the compounding is just so powerful. Yeah, I love Insurance, the model of insurance is awesome. Yeah. 
you know, everybody knows insurance. Everybody needs insurance. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a very non-threatening sale. And right. I sold a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and it's, it's one of the best ones where like I do insurance. They're like, Oh yeah. You know, right. you don't have a negative connotation to it. Mm-hmm. Most people, um, you can talk to them about it and you can bring value to them. You know, you can save them money on insurance. You can give them a coverage that they need, or you can help them out if they're getting non-renewed or whatever. And so there's a lot of aspects to it. It provides a lifestyle I like eight to five. Don't have to travel a lot. You can travel. Um, you meet a lot of really awesome people. You know, I've done outside work with the car wash. I've done manual labor and, and I like that. I like getting out, but there's the seasons, you know, the freezing cold temperatures working outside is tough. I'd rather do an ice plunge. Yeah. And so I, I like that setup. And so I, 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 if I could go back, man, I would have done insurance like in 2007 right? <laughs> and said, or, or 2006, like immediately as I could have, cause I think I could have sold those policies. It's the same thing, right? Yeah. 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 But it, it, as it was, I started in 2013 and you know, I needed some managerial experience with minor associates. I think that was important. Mm-hmm. I think that really helped me out in managing people that I hired and figure out how to hire people and figure out who I want to hire. And, you know, I think I would have struggled if I wouldn't have got that experience. And plus I got some really good experience working with trucking companies, larger ones. So kind of knowing the ins and outs of what they are and the personality types that are in there and people making the decisions. So that all built on itself. And so you can't, you can't go back and do that, but yeah, I would have started earlier. Yeah. I think most people would say that if they have something successful, they're like, I would have done it earlier. Yeah, right. <laughs> do it right. sooner. Cause yeah, the best parts come after, right? Yeah, exactly. Let's, so, get, let's get that early. Let's move yeah, up that timeline. Yeah. But I've been really happy, really blessed. You know, yeah. I'm still really happy with it. It's provided for my family. It's provided for a lot of families. I think it's built careers for some people and you know, some people have come and gone and they've liked it. And some people have come and gone and they've, they haven't. And, and it's, it's experience. Yeah. yeah. But like you were saying, like you've had some other <coughs> business things, obviously during this time, this has been your main focus for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, United commercial insurance, yeah. but like you said, and, but we talked on that with Matt's podcast, which was what, three or four ago. Yeah. Three, yeah. Three, three or four ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think my, I think really quickly, I think I, I have an interesting perspective on it. May as well talk about it. I think, um, I do. Remember, so I, I like friend, I like networking. I like meeting with people. And so Matt and Jordan and I, we'd, we'd all go out to lunch. And Matt, particularly, we would talk quite a bit and it's just so, it's probably a flaw of mine, but I'm like, dude, I, you should go out. <laughs> you should do your own, you know, you see just potential. Evangelizer, right? You, yeah. you feel strongly about this, uh, about people starting their own business and yeah. you want to convert people to sure. that. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And, and I saw kind of how Matt wasn't happy with what he was doing. And so just multiple lunches about that. He's complaining about it. He's just kind of venting about it. I'm like, dude, I get it. Like that sucks. Like I can see that and kind of feel your pain. And I was having a little bit more success at that time. I wasn't so focused on my own survival that I could look at other people and like, you know, focus on them for a few. And I was, I started, there's times where I get a little anxious. I want to do something else. And so I've had those times quite a bit. And so I started other things. Like there was this website company I did for trucking and it was about that time where we're meeting with Matt and I'm talking with Matt and he's like, you know, I'm just not, not loving it. I'm not digging it anymore. I'm not, I don't feel as good there. I'm not being utilized. And at the time I'm like, dude, I, they're kind of pushing you out. Is how I felt, you know, obviously. And so anyway, he joined me for the website thing and he, we've talked about that. And that wasn't actually Matt just chatted me. He just shut down that business. 
Yeah, it's, you mentioned it's in the it. process. Yeah, you mentioned it on your podcast. 2016. Is that yeah. what it was? 2016. What? It's been that long. Yeah, yeah. seven, seven years. years. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, so it's been that long. So that was kind of the hook that got him out, and then we struggled with that one quite a bit. I mean, that was that one was a tough one to monetize, and we struggled with it. We struggled to get it going, and then Matt got approached by another guy to do the packaging thing. And then he kept the website thing. And then just things came around to where it worked out where Matt and I got into this packaging business and it was, it was a, it was a struggle. Like it was a really, it was a good struggle and it was a good battle and it was, it was fun and it was engaging for me. And I put a lot into it. Um, Matt and I had two such different perspectives. This was Matt's only income. And I had income coming from another business, but I still put in half of my time into this thing or more. And so we were really trying to build it. We were like, how can we fine tune this? And we kept having to make changes from 2018 on. And we just kept having to adjust every single month just to see what would work. And it's like this massive combination of locks that you're like, just trying to adjust numbers to see when it would unlock. And we just couldn't figure it out. We were making big mistakes and losing a lot of money. Um, until, you know, we, we came around to COVID and COVID just spiked it, you know, COVID unlocked a lot of locks. Yeah. COVID just kind of bashed those locks (laughs) off. It's like no tuning at all. And so, so that was, that was kind of the payout for me. You know, we really started doing really well and we, it had fast forwarded your business, our business probably five or six years. And so we went with that and we kept going. And then, um, the whiplash effect was similar in that business where things started slowing down quite a bit and it was more of a struggle and insurance was taking off more at that time. So it was kind of like two different lines, you know, that were crossing. And I thought, man, I need to spend more time over in insurance and this is struggling and it's not able to support as many people as it was at one point. And so we started talking about, Hey, maybe me backing away, and getting off salary and getting off the payroll and just kind of consulting, but being an owner. And then that developed into, how about you buy me out? Maybe it's your time to take it over. And so that took about a year, I'd say about that time. And in Matt and I still talk about Citadel quite a bit, mm-hmm. but it was a really, really good experience. I, I really like working with, with friends, but I also see there's a huge danger to it. There's like this massive danger. Yeah, you're risking that friendship for sure. You're totally risking that friendship. And I fall for it way too much, probably more than I should. Um, because it's it's just so much easier to go into business with somebody you don't know because you can you can separate that from your friendship. And um I I I'm glad it worked out. I'm glad that we're still friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And Matt's I'm super proud of how Matt's I've said it before, I'm really proud of how well he's done. But that whole experience, if somebody came to me and said, Hey, I want to do that same thing in another business and you would put in the same effort, I'd say no to that 10, almost 10 out of 10 times. Like I just wouldn't do that again. It was really stressful. It was taxing. It could, it it could have ended up not working just as much as it could have ended up working. You know, it, it was like the consistent effort ended up pushing it to where it is today, but it just as easily could have not worked. And, uh, and that time period that we were doing it in still, even now was the wildest time in packaging. I think oh, like, yeah, probably we never had a baseline, right? I mean, it's just like, you're kind of limping along and then COVID hits and then all this stuff well, happens. And it was just like, 
what is going on? You don't even know what's <laughs> did you, on yeah. Did you tell yeah. this? I don't remember if you told this story, but in 2020, in January 2020, I think this is just such a wild example. And this is why I kind of want to bring it up. But it was, we were at like 60,000 in, in a month of gross sales. And that was not enough to pay for everybody. And oh. then 60,000 again in February. And we would, we would put in a few thousand dollars or I would put in a few thousand dollars in the bank account every month. And one of, one of the guys that came in to sell, he's like, why are you doing that? And I was like, well, we have to do that. And he's like, well, what happens if we don't sell enough to cover our payroll? I'm like, well, we put more money in. It just magically appears like you just keep putting money in and tell you, he's like, well, what if you have to keep doing that? And I was like, why are you asking hard questions? <laughs> like, Back why, off. Why just don't talk about stuff that's hard though. It's like, we're just going to keep doing this. Anyway, so that was 60,000 in January and 60,000 in February. And we're like, guys, we need to get to like 90 or 100,000 in a month. To, so that was always our goal. And then March is when COVID hit and we went from 60,000 to like 460,000. And then in, in April, it was like 900,000. And then in May, it was like 1.2 million in a month. And it was just, just like, difference is like so insane. It yeah. was just straight up. Right. The graph is just dead straight. 20 X that is. Yeah. yeah. And it was just incomprehensible. The amount of sales we we're making and, and you know, in packaging, it's so funny because if you want a lid or a bottle, it's this whole dance thing where it's like, Hey, send samples. And Oh, this is, this is a little wrong or the shipping's too much and send more samples. And you kind of go back and forth and okay, now you have the right product. How much is it? Oh, we want a discount for volume, but that's, that's too much or the shipping's not there. And this is like this back and forth. And then you get to that point and they pay a down payment. And then all these products has to come in COVID. They would call. Do you have this cap? Yes, we have this much. And they're like, okay, we've already wired you the money more. And I'm like, I didn't give you a price. We put in as much money as we have. <laughs> like this is what we would, we're tripling the amount. <laughs> and so you would just get money for whatever it was. And, and if it was the wrong product, you're like, look, that's, that train has left. Like we're, we're 10 miles down the road. We can't go back to give you a refund. We're not doing that. Like we're on, we've done 15 different deals already with other people on the same thing. Like we can't. And they're like, I get it. Do you have this cap? Yes. Here's more money. And it was just like, people were paying just hundreds of thousands of dollars. And we were working with bigger companies that had no business working with us. These no. massive companies. They needed anyone, right? They could needed to find it somewhere. Need anybody. Yeah. And you know, they were flying stuff over from China instead of waiting months to get it. They were flying things over, you know, lotion pumps. And they would be so angry at us. It's at customs in Salt Lake. And we're like, look, the only way to get it out is to bring like an assault team with weapons. Yeah. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> like, I mean, I don't. And they're like, we need this. And we're like, we know, like everybody yeah. knows what's like super high stress. Yeah. Yeah. And they're calling every day. When's it going to release? And we're calling customs and we're like, you know, please, please just begging. And just, it was just such a wild time, you know? And, yeah. and all I, all I dealt with at that time was just trying to finance all of it, you know, cause we didn't have all the money that you had to make these big yeah, upfront purchases. Right. And so we would work with the customers and receive the money then do this back and forth. And it was just wild. It was, it was kind of like the stock market in the back in the day where everybody's screaming and yelling and they have all these tickets up uh -huh. and you're just like this chaos, you know, so it's pretty wild. It's it's a unique time. I hope to always look back at that and look and, and look at that fondly because not a lot of people experience that type of 
insanity during like there was a guy that like almost camped out at our door. Yeah. That was a, a local, local guy. guy. Yeah. So we come in that day and he's like, Hey, Hey, <laughs> and I'm we're here. in an insurance office. I know we're in insurance. <laughs> he's like, I don't care. Yeah. He's basically a junkie, <laughs> a plastic like, bottle jumping junkie. Bottles. And we're like, what do you need? He's like, oh, do you have these? I'm going to, that's how, that's how desperate people were for goods. Huh. Yeah. That he didn't know who we were and he was there with the checkbook and he's like, give me these items. And the insurance lady's like, who are you? Like, what, what are you doing here? Right. And then the packaging people came and we're like, cool. Yeah. Like that just was another thing that happened. Yeah. And, uh, it was, it was a unique experience, but I, I hope if I, I would not do a business like that again, the amount of effort and, and, and emotional, um, just, it was a wild ride at the beginning. It was emotional sure. investment, you know, and, and it was, I wouldn't, if I, if, if I'm going to do a business like that, I wouldn't do the operations of it. I would do the back financing of it and, and I would hope it worked out, but I wouldn't want to put that much emotion into something again. <laughs> it was wild for sure. Yeah. yeah and, thing, things are much more, like looking at day to day now, so much more calm than sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's good to reflect back on those days because yeah. it was like, Oh yeah, we had to deal with all those problems that now have different. for the most part gone away. There's yeah, different problems, different but. problems. And it's, a, it was a very unique time. It's a very unique experience and it taught me, it was just a wild ride. You right. know, it's kind of fun to look back and you're like, wow, it's scary and fast and exciting, like a roller coaster. But I'm not getting on again. <laughs> you're like, I'm a nut. <laughs> it hurt my stomach, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know? And so that was, that was unique. And I haven't really done anything like that since, you know, cause I know what, what it takes with the toll emotionally. And I know what it takes I, at the time. I don't think I knew yeah. how much and, it and took. When you're working with inventory. Sorry. It's just falling over on you. There you go. When you're working with inventory, it's just, Oh, it's so foreign to what cash I knew. Flow is so yeah, cash is cash so, flow is, you can be super profitable and not cash flow positive. Yeah. And that's, you're exactly right. right. And that's, yeah. that's kind exactly. of scary. You buy a bunch of inventory and then two months later it catches up and you're like, why did we buy that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. We made a lot of inventory mistakes. I mean, I didn't realize how, how difficult inventory was to manage. That's why this whole discipline, supply chain management yeah. yep, for that exact thing. And yeah. neither of us knew. Right. Neither of us knew. And we made so many big mistakes. You know, we would have done it so differently now. And But, you know, that's that's experience. Like, I, I want those. I want experiences. You know, I want, I want an experience that I would rather. I just don't think you regret. At the end of your life, I don't think you regret doing things as much as you will regretted not doing things. You know, not getting out and experiencing stuff. And, you know, I think. I've wasted a lot of money. Like I've done this, this vegetable oil car. Dude, I was going to bring that up. I was like, how can we get through this interview and not <laughs> how talk do we not about do that? that? Yeah. yeah. You know, I've just done dumb stuff and, but I've never, I've never, I've regretted some of it, but it's never kept me up at night. You came out on the other side, right? I mean, I yeah, lost, you, your I car smelled like McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, dude. Do you remember that car, Jordan? I remember. Yeah. And it was this a super, no, it was a, not super. It was a, it was a Volkswagen. Passat, Passat, yeah. Volkswagen. It was like a 2002 Volkswagen Passat six or manual. You diesel. sold your truck or car? No, I sold my wife's car. Wife's car. That her dad gave her. Yeah. I sold it back to him. <laughs> I sold it back to him. He's like, I bought this twice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I bought this for her. Yeah. 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 And then I bought it back. And then he bought it back. And so I, with that money, I bought the Passat and then I took it down to this company in Portland that does, it's called Lovecraft Biofuels. 
And note to somebody that wants to do this, because gas at the time was really expensive. Really expensive, yeah. Kind of like it is now, but it was like four to six dollars at the time. Relatively though, it was yeah. really yeah, high. Yeah, yeah. But but these restaurants, they would give you oil for free. Yeah. Used cooking. Used oil. oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the idea was like, hey, it's free fuel. I would just go to them and I did. And I called them up. Like Matt said, like I've never been embarrassed to do that. And the guys are like, Yeah, you can come do that. So I drove it down and I and I got it converted to run on vegetable oil, which is such a funny thing that it can do that. Like, why don't we do more of that? Anyway, so we we came to back to Idaho and I started getting this vegetable oil. Well, here's what's something you gotta think about. Okay. Vegetable oil, the consistency of it's a lot different than d- gas. Yeah. And like so the viscosity, the viscosity the, is yeah. a lot thicker. And what it did is it kind of like hydrated all these seals in the engine and it like expanded the engine. So it's just leaking everywhere. It's <laughs> uh, leaking everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Take the whole engine apart and replace the seals. Cause these seals have been running off diesel for years and years and years. Right. And so it's just, it's just a money pit disaster. You know, everything, nothing's working. And I, I drove it for like six months and you mainly use diesel, but occasionally I'd use this used oil and it smelled like fries. <laughs> it's just stupid. <laughs> People would smell it like from blo- a block or two away. They like, knew you were coming. And I'm like, around lunch, people are just salivating. They're like, hey, Brandon, oh, can I get a ride in your car? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. But um, experiences, anyway, though. Some, yeah, it was experience. Yeah. And, and that was a funny one because I, I went to sell it. At the time, there was this cash for clunkers deal, mm-hmm. but I didn't qualify. And so I went to sell it and I put it on Craigslist for like $3,000. And this guy called me from Washington. He's like, hey, I'm a Volkswagen mechanic. And I said, yeah, that you could be really good for this because this thing needs a lot of work. <laughs> Do I have the car for you? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I really like your deal. Cause I guess only like 500 had been made of that car. And so he's like, oh, but I want to do a car fax of it. And I'm like, cool. Yeah, I go for it. Yeah. And so I give him the VIN and he calls me back. He's like, bro, <laughs> he's like, dude, wh- when did you get this car? I'm like, I just bought it from one of these off, you know, off street vendors. And he's like, well, how much miles does it have on it? And it has like 111. He's like, no. He's like, dude, three years ago, it had 110. Or no, three years ago, it had 120. So it's gone down in mileage. So they, they Somebody reversed it. Oh my gosh. And I was like, oh crap. And then he's like, it's been in five auctions. So it's been wrecked a bunch. Huh. And I was like, man, yeah, that's crazy. And <laughs> yeah, do you still want it? The whole time I'm thinking he's going to be like, I'll give you a dollar for it. I'll, I'll tow it away for you for free. And so he's, he's talking about the whole thing. And the whole time he's talking, he's just building up this mountain of problems, all of these huge problems. And the whole time I'm thinking he's not going to give me a dollar for it. And he's like, but I still want it. And I'll give you, I'll give you 2,500 for it. You're not and $500. You're like, in my, in my mind, I'm like, yes. Or my heart's just jumping. Like I made, <laughs> and I lost a ton of money on this card, by the way. Like I, I had lost probably seven or $8,000 at that point. And, and my heart's jumping like, yes, take it. And then I'm like, I don't know, man. I really like the car. It has a, <laughs> has a great smell. It took, a lot it took of memories. everything I could to say that. And he's like, no, no, trust me. I'll give you the money today. I'm like, all right, give me the money today and you can have it. And so I went to a Walmart, wired the money and I got it today. And then I just left it in a parking lot and he, some guy with came the, and picked it up. Car keys in there. You just left it with the yeah, car keys. Yeah. I mean, the battery didn't work. Almost nothing worked. A bunch of the, birds were like swarming around <laughs> yeah, it. Squirrels. Like yeah. 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 And so some guy towed it away. Huh? I don't know. Leave I a did. comment if you're out there. If you're a listener. <laughs> Dude, if I could find that guy again. 
That'd be sweet <laughs> if he awesome. still had it. I would try to buy it back. No way bucks. he still has it. There's no way. He <laughs> I don't know if he's. A, I, he okay, probably. Okay. He probably sold it. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I mean, I, the point is, it's like I just have always lived where it's like I would probably regret not doing things more than I would regret doing things, and I'm I'm so much of an impulsive person that I just think it's a just an ironclad idea until I get into it. I'm like, oh, there's probably some I, things I could have thought about that would have been a problem. But I just didn't consider, I was so confident that things will work out that I just go. And I don't know, that thing, that could hurt people quite a bit, but it could also benefit people, you know, calculated risk taking. So anyway, yeah, that's kind of been my life. Kind of been my Isn't life. There fun. you have it. It's the interview with Brandon. Yeah, that was me. Good By the way, for the listeners, there are so many other similar stories to the vegetable oil car that we just don't. Yeah, they're non-work related. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's Brandon's Brandon, life. Yeah, that's Brandon's life. He lives in the moment. He tries things a lot. I'm kind of that guy that you're like, wow, you're do some dumb things, and you laugh about it, and like I'm okay to laugh about it too for yeah, the but, part. But then you're laughing when the dumb thing works out, and you're like, hey, so yeah, I don't have to laugh at that. Then I'm yeah. like, hey, yeah. that worked. Like who's right. laughing yeah, now? Who's that laughing worked. now? Exactly. Anyway, well, Brandon, thanks for your time. Yeah, that's right. Thanks fun. for having me on. That's yeah, right. if you want to find more about Brandon, unitedcommercialinsurance.com, 208 2289-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8222-8